Tom and JJ back in the house. Not the hood, just whoop. back in the house. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. This is the sound of the police. So we are talking bizarre, obscure, and less discussed 90s cartoons. They can be Saturday morning. They can be something that changes rating based on the channel like Ren and Stimpy, or they can just be just something where you're just like, they made that. They went for it. <laughs> SWAT cats. It was a thing. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, I mean, it's pretty much the 80s 2.0, like you guys are saying, seeing what they can get away with for adults, seeing what they can sneak by on Sundays, seeing what new versions of RoboCop and Ghostbusters they can do that for dying franchises since they're not going to make a third or fourth or fifth outing anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of sad because Ghostbusters go from that original lineup and then they do Ghostbusters Extreme, I think probably in 90... I think Ghostbusters 2 came out in 89, so it's got to be 90, 91. At least, and I think they showed reruns in 97 with some, like, live-action inserts or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely and, saw Fox Kids replay that a bunch in the early 2000s. And that that kind of killed off that franchise. The Smurfs died off. Yeah, the Smurfs. Quiet Death. G.I. Uh, Joe Network died off. Yep. G.I. Joe died off. does more syndication, like, Especially when they got to the 2000s, they would take stock footage of the various cartoons and make it look like they were doing a cartoon, like, football-style face-off or something like that. Yeah. But you mix it in with all their other cartoons, and you're like, this is weird, seeing all these classic Warner Brothers and Hanna-Barbera mixed in with the likes of Johnny Bravo and Powerpuff Girls. This is weird. Well, to me, it was like all those franchises died off. You know, like Tom said, G.I. Joe transformers they didn't know uh, how to market it like that they, they had gone the, past the breaking point yeah the lines were now everything was starting to you know die out i mean kid our generation was growing up and these kids wanted you know something else totally different so they pulled all those cartoons off quietly and the after school shows were you know i don't know what was going on after school back then but then all of a sudden these shows were popping up like tasmania Tasmania, the yeah, Timon and Pumbaa was a, definitely a big one. It was like it was like that was the gist. What whatever's the current Disney hit Disney film animated? Yeah, film, and you, you gotta have their direct-to-video department do some animated cartoons. But ironically, the definitely the Saturday morning cartoons were way better, way more leagues ahead of the direct-to-video. Well, yeah. Ones. Yeah, like you had Aladdin came out on DVD, and then you know, and then they did the TV series, but they couldn't get Robin Williams, so they got Dan Castanella playing mm-hmm. the genie. Great job! I would have been so pissed had I been him, and you you redo you know Robin Williams' voice in like part three, and then they delete your lines. You're like, yeah, no, we part of the marketing gimmick. We got to bring Robin back, even though he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, and the great thing was that. Um, and Tom and me talked about this, was that shows were coming on. You got to realize the big three, their Saturday mornings were starting to get phased out. NBC was the most prevalent one. Oh, yeah. And NBC. they still wanted that. And I got 
in the 2000s and 2010s, I got even more distracted because it's like they had that PAX channel, which later became uh, freaking uh, Ion TV. And then there was like yeah. another mm-hmm. bunch of ones, which were, it was just so confusing. They just have all these cartoons for like seven and up that were just like bizarre CGI. It's like they're trying to steal yeah. that Thomas the Tank Engine, JJ the Jet Plane money. Well, what what happened was that ABC was bought up by Disney. Mm-hmm. ESPN and Disney, yep. ESPN and Disney, and they had their Saturday morning, which was recess, Pepper Ann, detention. Oh, man. That um, takes me back. I'm trying to think what else was on there. They phased out um, they phased out uh, Warner, you know, Warner phased, they, they, they got rid of the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. Yep. Which they for like, I don't know, Tom, maybe about what, 30 years almost? Killed so yeah. many deals to where basically yeah. many people would get cable just to have Cartoon yeah. Network in the morning. But yeah, uh, Pepper Inn, and Teacher's Pet, just about yeah. every Disney Saturday morning cartoon on a- ABC um, got a yeah. movie. And then um, CBS kind of like, you know, had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was carried over from the 80s. So that was still that was still big. But, you know, they, they were they were phasing out that that process and then nbc decided hey let's make teen the the teenagers are going are growing up let's and you got to you got to hand this to brandon tartikoff when he was alive yes california dreams california dreaming um hang time eyes next door and the cream the, the crown jewel was saved by the bell you know everything had to be live action now since yeah. they, they couldn't get them to animate it in time and at the same time yeah. it was like yeah gonna do plus a little live action thing called mighty Morphin power rangers yeah mm-hmm. and, well, on occasion though i would see them try to do more newer schoolhouse rock yes i remember that they, yeah, tried I, bring- they, were, they did one segment during the drew carey show that i didn't expect <laughs> i'm like oh my god whoa whoa hey <laughs> this is new this isn't this is not old do you ever get the feels like you would watch something like they bring something out and you'd be like oh man i miss that like you know you're like <laughs> oh man i miss schoolhouse rock you know darn that's the end you know um <laughs> It's not not coming back, but it better. <laughs> but then you got to realize that the, the the big three were starting to you know feel the pinch, and then all of a sudden the Fox and the WB. Oh now, yeah, WB you know, would Fox, concern me. I'm like, hey, this is for a more adult audience, and yet he's faded commercial. I'm seeing bugs on the logo. What, what's going on here? <laughs> well, Fox, Fox breaks the ground with the Tracy Ullman show and the Ooh. Simpsons. Man, yep. So The Simpsons comes on, it's a big hit. Okay. And yep. w- and WB and Sam Simon and I think Matt Groening um said, okay, we've we've got and uh and uh what's his face? Uh Brooks. Not the James Brooks. James Brooks. They create another show that's not really as popular, but it's gotten a cult status called The Critic. Yes. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. One of my favorite shows when they used to replay it on on Comedy Central, like at like one o'clock in the morning, I would watch. (laughs) I'd watch the critic, or it was the other way around. So I'd watch that. They all go together. This is the heckler hour. (laughs) Yeah, and then 
then um what's we call it w uh, fox begins to put on after school shows like bobby's world life with louie tasmania mm-hmm. maniacs tom Man, bobby's you- world could get really violent at times you're like whoa <laughs> well I don't remember Bobby's World being violent. I remember Tasmania. There was a lot of jokes in there that were like, if you got yeah. it, you got, didn't get it, don't worry about it. But Tom brought you it. When you're I just recall Mandel getting in a few fights in animated form. Yeah. It was minor compared to the other ones. But Tom brought up a great one called Eek the Cat. Eek the Cat, yes. yes. Savage Steve Holland. Mm-hmm. And- one of the most underrated filmmakers and, you know, he should have done more films, so he did Eat the Cat. I thought that was great work that he did. And I think Dino Riders came in there, right? Dino Riders. And Dino Riders. Everyone's um, soaking up the Nickelodeon with Wild Thornberries, Angry Beavers, and Hey Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaur, Cadillac and Dinosaurs. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Cadillacs yeah. and Dinosaurs. There you go. Yeah. Now there's one that everyone needs to refresh their mind on. <laughs> It's like Poochie. That was like Poochie on The Simpsons. You know, it just didn't work the way. It <laughs> yeah. I'm uh-huh. sorry, I have to go now. My home planet needs me. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. The Captain Planet, that's one. Uh-huh. Sailor Captain- Moon comes over and gets... Sailor Moon. Get, yeah, um, Sailor Moon, yeah. Make it sexless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have these Japanese girls in really skimpy outfits. And, you know, you got a bunch of hormonal teenage boys going... <laughs> You My know. sister had the uh, like DVDs she had bought over Amazon in the early 2000s, and it took her a while to realize it's like I don't even have an official copy. This is they still don't have an official copy over here. Well, the thing was was that a lot of those. Then what what was going on was that you know Fox was doing their thing, and then WB comes along, and they they put out some of the I, WB comes out. They put out Freakazoid. Oh yes, the greatest that shows was of all time. So much fun! I, I would, and when and when Static Shock came out, I'm like, yeah. But you know what really got you on the air? It was definitely Freakazoid. Freakazoid. It was Freakazoid. Yeah. Freakazoid Static Shock. PBS um, had a bunch of cartoons, but uh, yeah, they, I, it took me a while to realize. Oh my God! You know, like Warner Brothers is still doing new cartoons. You know, it's not just the Animaniacs and you know Piggy and the Brain. They're doing you know. Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, and at that time, yeah. you couldn't find any information about it. It wasn't in any of the cartoon booklets. Uh, every cartoon mm-hmm. booklet up to that point was only talking about other stuff by Amblin and Warner Brothers TV, like the Batman cartoon show, but that was it. Well, you got to think, too, Batman which premieres in 91? Uh, yeah. 90? 91, 92, yeah. yeah. And Tom, you, Tom, I forgot to t- ask, tell you this, but Super Friends laid the groundwork for Batman and Batman, the adventures of Batman and Robin, and the yeah. adventures, and and then that groundwork for Justice League, which laid the groundwork yeah. for Batman Beyond and Static Shock. Oh yeah, yeah. And at that point, basically, <clears throat> Cartoon Network. I don't think it really do any wrong. I think everyone really does Car- dig. Cartoon Network uh, broke a lot of people in. A lot of people, mm-hmm. when they weren't showing reruns of Tiny Toons or whatever, they, you know, yeah. Birds the Cowardly Dog, I Swore By, uh, uh, Kablam, 
I always got mixed up with home movies, which was two totally oh, different shows, totally different hours. But uh, I Am Weasel, I think if yeah. anyone who wasn't into Star Trek, they knew Michael Dorn from I Am Weasel. <laughs> I Am Weasel, I love that show. Um, uh, and I, I would get so mixed up because, you know, he'd keep crossing over with Cow and Chicken. I'm like, oh, it's the same universe. <laughs> I, I are baboon. I am Weasel. <laughs> I am Weasel. And it just it just it just reminds me of just all the stupid arguments you would have with friends of LA. It's like I'm firm and I'm gonna say it five more times until you acknowledge it. <laughs> I am baboon. <laughs> I are baboon. Um baboon. The X-Men cartoon was great. Um oh, which but which one? The Fox uh, one? A uh, ninety-two one, I think, is when it began. Yeah, that's the that's the one with Fox. And, the Fox, uh, the Fox one was perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, it they got all it. the right notes. The they, the voice talent was there, animation style was there. Oh yeah, and, I I have lost well, faith in the world because now a lot of people are going on and basically bashing the cartoon style of that. I'm like, don't you dare! No, 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 no. That no. was. That was Jim. That was all. That had Jim Lee written all over it. The way the characters were drawn. Yeah, Jim Lee. That, yeah, this was and before they, we were keeping track of who was doing the movie poster artworks and yeah. And that the and then that you had Spider Man on Fox. Oh yes, Spider Man. Yes, that Which, was. I think they reared that one definitely the most. At, at, yeah, because it was just yeah. so much easier to get into. You look at the other versions of. Spider-Man, you're like, yeah, they they do a good, reasonable job, but th- that's the only one that I really definitely remember. It's definitely the early '90s. And then they one. did, then they did the sequel, Spider-Man 2099, which was like, uh, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> we'll <laughs> like, one up. Didn't they also have like Spider-Man Unlimited too in that? Like, like, yeah, also seen parts of Unlimited. It had a similar drawing style, but I could tell it was different. Just not just because of the extra subtitle, but just it was a little more complex. <laughs> what was the one where he went to the animal planet? Like the planet was run by animals, but they were humans. I think it was shortly after Unlimited. There was like some other O one O two cartoon. I could, yeah, they wanted to have. That was the other thing. Is like Marvel had to. That was where there's like okay. We got to have an X Men and a Spider Man cartoon at the same time. We're coming out with the blockbusters. Get soak up that whole giant market. <laughs> well, here's here's one that that after X Men left and Spider Man left, they brought in the Avengers. Yes. Avengers United, but they couldn't use the big three. So what yeah. they used was the West Coast Avengers. Yeah, which Hulk was still owned by Universal and yeah. Iron Man, I think, was in development. You couldn't use him. Well, you couldn't use the big three because of Marvel having the budget crunch they had back in the nineties. Mm. Even though, they, and remember, they sold off a lot of their stuff, so they could you couldn't use a lot of characters. But Marvel developed. You could hint the, at them. <laughs> yeah, you could hint at them, but you couldn't use them. You know, and then they did X Men Evolution in the oh, early two yeah. thousands. That yeah. was another one. People shat on it at the time. I recalled it being very watchable, and then they started re-airing it on places like ABC Family, you know, short well, after Fox had given it up and before it became freeform, and I was like, you know, it's not bad. It's an easy way to kill a Sunday. It's pretty... Well, you know, the thing with the thing with X-Men Evolution was that they followed some storylines, but not all the storylines, but they brought in a lot of characters that we didn't see in the 
in the uh, the X Men show that was on Fox. It had cool yeah. voice acting. Christopher Judge from yeah. Stargate was doing that in between shooting. It's just fun. Um, no, but, I, I, I'm gonna go a little bit. I'm just I'm I'm weird because I actually like that um, Avengers United uh, cartoon the, with with uh, Ant Man as the leader. I actually yeah. liked it. It it the animation style was good. Uh, I was kind of freaked out by all the armor that everybody had to have. Yeah. But oh yeah. I, but I, I think it, I kind of lump it in, in in the entire '90s became the extremization of everything. Everything had to be extreme. Everything had to had to have neon colors and armor, and for everybody, including people who don't need armor, and now armor on top of armor, and then pockets <laughs> and. It, well, the thing was, was that you know they get, that was the first time we saw Falcon on TV. <laughs> nice, you know. But I think you, know, you that also was, saw the animated Fantastic Four and Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Well, the, what was it? The Marvel Super Hour it was. It was, That's uh, what it was. Iron Iron Man. Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Yeah, and, Chuck and they would have Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange would appear. And the guy who voiced Doctor Strange was Dean Wormer himself, John Verner. John Vernon. Oh, yes. Nice. And here's a little here's a little thing. When they had the Mighty Marvel Heroes back in the 60s, and it was, you know, stronger than a whale. He can breathe underwater and go flying through the air. Oro Submariner, Prince of the Deep, for he will save us. Or Namor of Atlantis is the Prince of the Deep. Um, I have that committed to memory. Um, that's great. John Vernon was the voice of Namor. Oh man, wow. going that far back. Yeah, I I can remember that very very clearly. But it got to me when they had Robert Hayes doing the voice of Iron Man. <laughs> I don't know who's doing the Hulk as Bruce Banner, but Lou Ferrigno was doing the Hulk in the cartoon. Yeah, I think that's how he got some people into it. Is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't want your kids to watch the classic show. You can just watch the cartoon form, and you'll still be entertained. Because hey, uh, he's still got the same vocals. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you know, when you think about it, you know, all these shows were on, and you could you could pick and choose. You had Earthworm Jim, which yeah, you know, unfortunately now has been relegated to the back row. Because the guy who created it is a you know a whack job now, from what I understand. Um, yeah. Oh, was yeah. that the Look, same one? No, it's probably a different one. But there was another dude who is like everyone kind of knew behind the scenes, kind of was pedophilic, and there's like, okay, we'll use your ideas, but you're not allowed on the Paramount, you know, Nickelodeon. No, no, it was the guy who who created Earthworm Jim um, had a podcast, and the funny thing was Mike Nelson was on it. From oh, Mr. Yeah. Theater. And, oh that's right that was very yeah. recent and he he had and, to give a disclaimer hey i do not endorse this viewpoints i didn't know yeah <laughs> i didn't know this guy was that nuts and like i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm like this wait this is the guy who created earthworm jim with peter the puppy who turns into like a you know a, a werewolf when he gets like nuts and stuff you know i'm like uh, it long enough he he's lost any sense of reality <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, but freak, but the one that always sticks with me is Freakazoid, because I love that show, and they brought a lot of people back from 
like I'm not saying obscurity, but it was fun to hear some voices on there. It was like very Jonathan. catchy. It was very yes. catchy. Um, it was something to do with the internet, which was still being created, you know, which has just been brought born. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, the 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 premise was that it was supposed to be the creeper, the yes. cartoon hero, the creeper. They couldn't get the rights to it, so um, Paul Dini and I think the guy who created were like saying, "All right, uh, we got to make him like this, like really wacky superhero, who's like mm-hmm. nuts, who's like more than nuts." And Paul Rugg who came in to do the voice basically improvised like almost all the parts like right. the first the first one they did with dance of doom where he's like saving the thing from cave guy he did that whole jerry lewis bit <laughs> off the cuff oh yes it, it was wild <laughs> and you know you have ed asner coming in as cosgrove god cosgrove, bless him. yes um, Jonathan Harris comes in as uh, Professor Jones. Jonathan Harris. <laughs> it was Jonathan Harris. We, my mother and I, I'm watching this one morning, and my mother says to me, she says, wait, that voice sounds really familiar. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking it's Billy West. Right. Billy West, voice, do, but it's Billy, West, Billy West would imitate Dr. Smith on the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. But I'm hearing it, I'm like, no, no, that can't be. That can't be. That cannot so, be. So then we said, when he said in one episode, oh, we're lost in space. And he stopped and he goes, he just like looks around like real fast. It's like, oh, sorry. And I went, oh my God, that's Jonathan Harris. That's fucking awesome. And he, and he says in an interview, he loved doing that show because it was so absurdist and he loves absurdity. Uh, you know, he and loves he's based the, his whole career on absurdity. He loves Yeah. Yeah. But but it was just so fun to watch. You know, you had Stephen first come in um, mm-hmm. as fanboy. Um, they did Toby Danger, which was a takeoff on uh, a Johnny. What's Johnny Quest? Or? Johnny yeah, Quest. it was like a Johnny Quest Inspector Gadget kind of show. Just something for easygoing adventure. <laughs> and they had Bill Ratner, who played um, not not uh, Flint, as the race bandit character Dasho Pepper. And they, yes. got, mm. and they got Don Messick. I think it was right before he passed away. Don Messick doing the voice of Dr. Uh, Danger, Professor Danger. And he was the voice of Benton Quest on the original Johnny Quest. So I was, <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, like, he's kind of like, okay, you're going to do a show. You're going to do a cartoon that's kind of spoofing you. you. He must have been like, yeah, okay, that's no problem. I'll do it, you know. But I, ha- I, I have both Freakazoid volumes at my house, and that should have gone for a third or fourth season, and they never – WB looked at it and went, eh, we're not getting the ratings we need on it. Pull the plug. Uh, bastards. Yeah. Um, and the same way when, when Fox did that to The Tick. Oh, that yeah. Was, the Tick was a – That was fun. I, it, was, it, was a, it was an event. I saw reruns of it around the same time that they did the live-action Patrick Warburton show. <laughs> That that yeah. show that Nick, oh, I know it. It was what, it was subversive too, but it was still so much fun. What's your favorite episode? <laughs> of oh, there's lots to choose from because it does just like Animaniacs. It just it has a universal rare appeal to it, kind of. Because oh, more like. Uh, the one with Thrakazog is, is pretty fun. <laughs> Thrakazog, man. 
Yeah, everybody thought that was Tim Curry doing the voice. That was somebody else doing that voice, but they did it perfectly. Yeah. My favorite was my favorite was Omnipotus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And he's like, he's like, uh, what he's like, he's easy to take the tickets blown out in the space because he mixes up the the, the jetpack with the, the explosive, and he's like, he's like, well, that's weird. This uh, rocket pack is counting down. No tick. That's the explosive. Out <laughs> <laughs> of space, everybody thinks he's dead, and then he's like, he, he, he's like, I am omnipotent. I am hungry, and it's like this, like it's like this, like really fat version of like Transformers type voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like drive. He's driving around. I feel discomfort. Oh yeah, you got a you got a, uh, an asteroid here in the in, the, in your shoulder. An asteroid up my ass. <laughs> you know, it's, it was just funny to watch. And then he eats half the moon away. Oh he, yes, yes he did. Yep. And and that's one of the thing. And that's one of the things I really loved about the kick going to that the continuity. Because you know, it, it, that's true. It did the little things like when Cherface Chippendale. It never did the move. one and done. Yeah, like everything's all good. Just put it back together. It would actually follow it, which was wild because everyone's expecting camp, but it is actually kind of trying to make the comic book creators happy and fans happy. Ben, and, yeah. ben, Ang- ben England was a was a who was it Ben England who created that? I keep forgetting who created. Yes, that. It was someone England. Yeah. Ben England was a genius. Ben England, that. yep. And you know he he stuck with it. You know. Um, but the thing I loved was the voice that, you know, they had Townsend Coleman as Tick, um, and they had Mickey Dolenz as, uh, as Arthur, Arthur, the first the couple first of episodes, and then first he left season. the first <laughs> season, then, me, uh, Rob Paulson took over. Yes. Yeah. They, they, and, him and Maurice were pretty much on all these other giant shows, even though they're going to be known for Pinky of the Brain. It's like they're on all the other Disney shows. The the funny thing is when you look when you look at it, like you know the Tick, they had people in there we 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 never heard of, but we knew who they were if we saw them on TV, like Tony J. Yes, Tony J, yes. Jess Harnell, all these guys. Yes, like, you know all these people we knew. You know, and the great thing was was that we were learning. You know, the thing was. We were learning about who was doing those voices. Uh, Lauren Tom, I am obsessed Lauren with. Lauren Tom. She's so gorgeous. And you see her on all these cool. serious shows like Homicide in the Newsroom. Yeah. You're like, but that's Lauren Tom, the voice actress. <laughs> Tress McNeil. Um, Tress McNeil. You know, you know, I, we you mentioned know this, Chuck McCann last episode. In, Chuck in the McCann. Oh, God bless Chuck. He was such a great, great guy. Funny guy. Oh, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Stephen first. Rest in peace to him as well. That dude yeah. is just um, dynamite funny. <laughs> well, we got to look at the guy who basically, you know, was the Mel Blank of that era. And yes. that's Billy West, man. He 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 accepted the torch patching, torch, uh, the passing of the torch, because, yeah, he can say at the end of the day, hey, I'm, I'm the lead on Futurama. But it's like, no, I, growing up, I'm like, dude, you you're voicing all these beloved characters from my childhood and the yeah. new characters. And I was already huge into Tom Kenny and everything from, you know, Thundercats, Rocco and SpongeBob. I'm like, yeah, but Billy, Billy, you're just cool. And I, I just remember reading an interview with him in like a Nickelodeon magazine and he wasn't even freaking talking about 
anything else is except how he actually you know mastered his voices and made it his own i'm like that's awesome this is as deep as any interview in this damn magazine is going to get we talk about the two big you know the two the two upstarts in that era you know fox and wb channel you know where i was channel nine that upn thing that wasn't really you know they really didn't have that much but then you look at what nickelodeon was doing too Mm -hmm. yeah upn was pretty much doing what it was later on which was just local reality shows and rocco's modern life um doug Mm -hmm. a arnold it was touching and that was years before i even found out about the lgbt connection to it but i mean what with what with with what show oh with rocco's world yeah Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, you got a gay couple living together. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, all right. I didn't know. (laughs) There were so many parents who wanted to ban it. I'm like, come on. You want to ban this? I have all shows. This is your kids are going to, your kids might as well learn about it through this anyway. It's part of life. Well, it's, and then, well, you had those shows. You have Rocco, you had, you know, Doug, Hey Arnold. um, I watched a lot of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but. What's oh, yeah. so funny is it and tells me yeah. would be back to back. And if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me here. If I didn't, they cross over a few times. They did, I think, once or twice. And so that's just that because I would see, you yeah. know, the blue bear who's not, you know, freaking a blue from the Jungle Book. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like they'd be riding each other's helicopters with Chippendale, and it's just so wild how now everyone's going to know about Chippendale from the new live action. Sonic the Hedgehog influence movie. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> people oh. know from the 80s and 90s cartoons. And Chip and Dell were to me were kind of like the chipmunks. They would come in and just pop up now and again, and you forget, yeah, that's right. How long have they been on? Oh, they've been off the air for a while, but they've constantly reshown. It's just an easy to get into yeah. cartoon. And the well, rescuers down under were pretty much the unofficial kind of starter of that, but those were movies. Yeah. But like you look at Nickelodeon, their their cash cow for that for those like two or three years it was on was Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Oh and, yes. And, and years John, before Spike TV relaunched it and made it R rated. John Kirashovsky, I mean, granted, you know, what you read, he what you know he was kind of like okay fine no problem and then they kind of I think it was it they took it away from him and they gave they gave the voices to Billy West. Yeah, because John, John Kirshovsky was doing the voice of uh, Ren. He was doing Ren. He was doing Ren, and they just needed something to combat all the various Garfield and Friends and Darkwing Duck and, like you said, yeah. Freakazoids and Captain Power. And you're just like, well, not Captain Power, Captain Planet. <laughs> well, you got to realize that with that, you kind of you kind of see the the basis of absurdist humor with Freakazoid and the and the Tick and all that stuff because you know it kind of like it kind of like uh, subcutaneously spreads through these writers you know that are writing these shows you know the poopy humor like I say it's the it's the poopy humor factor you know mm-hmm. but <laughs> but it's like Ren and Stimpy they got a they got away with so much stuff yeah they oh, do yeah. that. Oh, and God. they were coming out with coloring books of that. And you're like, jeez, you want your kid coloring this? <laughs> Look, I Comic books. <laughs> and literally have their mind shattered apart or 
I mean, cat dog, I thought was freaky enough with when cat tries to escape dog by, you know, going for his own intestines. You know? <laughs> it's like, and freaking, yeah, Ren and Stimpy are literally blowing each other to kingdom come. And it's like, then they relaunch it later and add all this other, you know, restroom and sex humor. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> there was so much stuff you would watch and you'd be like, you watch Ren and Stimpy, you're, you're a teenager, you're watching Ren and Stimpy, a show that's meant, that was meant for kids because it's very hyperactive. But as you're watching it, you're like clutching your sides because you're like, you know, the part where they go camping and they go skinny dipping and the ranger jumps in with them. And you just see this big black bar, you know, covering his genitals and stuff. You just see the butt, you know, the, the top of the butt crack. And you're like, are they allowing this on Nickelodeon? <laughs> it's not on network tv you know. the time. <laughs> they re-air you know. it it's at two in the morning it's a less more tamer one but yeah <laughs> i don't want in the 2000s got used to them re-airing edited for upn episodes of south park and that was bizarre i was like i mean you took the dumbest yeah. or earlier episodes and basically just edited out one or two curses and it's like okay but it's not the south park we all know well, that's, and I think 97, 98, well, you got to, we, we, we haven't touched on this, but um, Tom and I, when you were sick that one night, uh, Tom and I talked about it. We said, first off, The Simpsons is going for about, let's see, 89, 93, 94, five years. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's a show call on Nickelodeon on MTV called I think it was Liquid Television. It had Liquid Television. Liquid something. <clears throat> and with Aeon Flux. Yeah, Aeon Flux. Um <laughs> oh, yes. Brad nice. Detective, uh, you know there were all these shows, but there's this little segment that comes on these two kids who look like, you know, the kids down the street you didn't want to play with. <laughs> oh, they, 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 they're washing, they're, they're doing this thing where they say it's called frog baseball. And Mike Judge and created Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And that took off like a house on fire. Forgive the pun because the kid did, did, did set his house on fire. Yeah. But um, that, and, and I love that's I love, where they're like, we need something for teens. That's because this is not yeah. for kids. Well, what they uh, did that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my father and uncle watched the shit out of that, drove my mother crazy. It was got even more confusing because at the time they'd be playing music videos but mocking them. Yeah. My, my favorite that Beavis and Butthead took off. And they became like, it was like a rocket ship. You know, they just took off. And Mike Judge um, did Beavis and Butthead. And that was, that was one of the greatest cartoons of all time. But MTV started to get into it with the Max. Yes. <laughs> the Head. Remember the Head? The head. Oh, yes. How they introduced how they reminded the world that Winger wasn't much of a band. Yeah. Like <laughs> think you know, um, but you know, liquid television, Beavis and Butthead, the Max and the Head, 
they all kind of were like in this jumble of like alternative animation and that was starting to really take off too right adults yeah, no. hadn't really launched yet but it was just cool to see is like everybody's trying out something different and instead of just even worried about being the next big thing just give it time just let just have fun we'll give you two years just be on again off again and no hesitation if you want to continue sure we need someone to fill time and they, they were less worried about ratings so much as just let's keep producing some new content well, we gotta get some new faces we want to be the first one to discover this well there was a show that came on after liquid television called cartoushi <laughs> yes and um you remember that show right came out in like i 90s. do and they did a uh, fast driver instead of speed racer Um, oh man that was years before the geico ads (laughs) and they did and then they did uh they did a parody of uh meet the beatles called beat the Beatles. meet the Beatles. yes i think i saw it was called it was called beat the Beatles. it's like i want i want to i want to hold it in my hand i love you i love and i love me you know you know it's like it's just like it's like you know really bad drawn version of the Beatles and like, hey, look what we did, you know, like that nasally Liverpoolian accent. But um <laughs> but they did that. And then um Matt, you know, Matt Greening, all right, they get rid of the tick, they get rid of the critic, and they put on Futurama. And I think Futurama at that time was way above what the Simpsons were doing when that came out. Right. Jim Henson's experimenting with an adult sci-fi lost in space parody known as Farscape and here, here's Futurama, which is basically just making fun of just all kinds of wacky things with a cursing robot and you know, one eyed chick. <laughs> oh, what man. did you what did you guys think of Futurama in that original run, that four year run? I uh, you know, I, I definitely saw reruns a lot on County Central in the 2000s. I never really caught on to it as much as Simpsons, but there were moments where I'm like, yeah, basically any rejected Simpsons ideas, they, they come to Futurama. And it's like, you can do so many things with a lightsaber. You can do so many things with the trash can. And I definitely remember the bizarre scientist guy. He's just always oh, like... Good news, everyone. Yeah, always eating something and doing something else just flat out bizarre. You're like, so you're basically making a poop monster or some shit. <laughs> well, the thing was with that was that um, there's a little bit of a sad backstory. Um, Zap Brannigan, the character of Zap Brannigan, was supposed to be played by Phil Hartman. Ooh, I think oh. I did hear that at one point. And yeah, it comes and up. Unfortunately, he he was he was murdered before he could do the voices. So, mm. Billy West, they they said to Billy West, "Okay, look, can you do a voice like Phil Hartman, like full of bravado, like Shatner, you know, like every sort of space command?" He's like, "Yes, I can." You know, and it was based on the DJs that he heard, where they had they were called, you know, they were like dinosaur DJs, you know, guys yeah. with balls. They carried in, you know, they carried in, you know wheelbarrows you know those guys they talked very low and very deep hi my name mm-hmm. is bob you know so i'm gary owen yes like <laughs> gary, owen. gary owen yep space um, ghost never never left the building <laughs> <laughs> but 
don't you find it also wild how i mean we talked about how many 80s r-rated pg-13 movies became kid-friendly cartoons i'm surprised they never made a stupid terminator one for god's sakes but i just find it even wilder how you know they re-edit ren and stimpy later on for spike tv and like you say they they do all this other adult humor and what's supposed to be pg level material with uh all the other ones i just find it wild how Fox was airing reruns of Tales from the Crypt like two years after it came out, and they were. There's a good podcast on it now by the head writers called "How Not to Make a Movie," where they talk about that. Is like they they reconfirmed what other articles had talked about back in the day. How is like they would always shoot alternate scenes for because yep. they knew they wanted to they wanted to syndicate it. And Showtime never played well with syndicating its material, but HBO did a lot. But it. I find it so wild how there was a Tales from the Crypt cartoon. I definitely recall. Oh, vaguely. yeah. Yep. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did like one season and they like relaunched it as like another totally different kind of show, but same animators in, in Canada. <laughs> but if you want to know something, the Tales from the Crypt Keeper show that taught everybody valuable lessons. <laughs> he would tell you what you know what what the lesson was but the thing was i love they have john kassir doing the voice of the crypt keeper yeah you know? he had already cameoed as the crypt keeper and parodies on tiny tunes and here he is he's, he's having to downplay the typical person <laughs> you know the, the guy the guy the, the tales from the crypt keeper show i thought was great to watch i thought it was fun you know there were so many good good you know good little stories they wrote you know but it was like a twilight zone show you know right yeah um, more of the story don't you know don't you know, don't put money over friends you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the <laughs> one both ways before crossing or you'll end up in a vortex shut <laughs> um but you know fox fox was becoming more of the nighttime animated stuff because they brought yep. in brought in the simpsons they brought in futurama um i gotta say whoever it is who voices the crypt keeper on robot chicken you did a damn good job imitating john I, yeah john kassir i think that is him oh he he's reprising okay i, I thought yeah. it was i thought it was the same guy who does all the shatner and keanu reeves impressions okay no i think that's john kassir doing it you know sweet but um the, the, then there's you know South Park comes out in '97 and that's all mm-hmm. cut animation. Yep. <laughs> and I I had the videotape of Jesus versus Santa. <laughs> yeah. I had the video cassette. Somebody said you've you got to still watch. find a bunch of them at thrift stores. It's just, they're like collectors' items. Like hey. it's hilarious. I'm like what? Like Jesus fights Santa, but it's like these like two. It's like cut out animation you would have done like on your computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just filmed it making fun and, of how anyone can do cartoons at that point and making use of this because it's so low budget they could get so many voice actors in that were better known and so so damn tragic whoever it is who was like stan's mom and doing all the other female voices how she killed herself shortly after the movie came out and you're like god damn it she's talented yeah, yeah. forgot her name i i knew it at one point but it was very similar to charles rocket you know but she, she was the voice of Daphne or Velma on one of the Scooby Doo shows. That's what it was. Yeah, she she was from the Hanna Barbera camp, and they hired her as like part of a joke, and they just were a big fan of hers. 
I can and, look it up real fast. Yeah, like, yeah try to see who it is. But South Park was just so – I mean, they've been going on like over 25 years now. Even when yeah. I see them when I'm not in a mood to like watch a cartoon or something like that, I, I'm just like – I just appreciate the ballsy moves and it's just – I know Bill Hader says is like he's most proud of that the most, even more than his time on SNL. Because it's like, yeah, I got to be a story editor and be part of this Emmy writing crew. Even Jonathan Kimmel, you know, Jimmy's brother, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, doing South Park. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Kimmel was, was just cut returns back and forth uh, on the writing staff, and it, he was one of the lead writers on his brother's, you know, talk show and would direct all the music concert events, but yeah, Bill Hader was doing a lot of the story writing as well. So like basically any of his rejected gags on SNL basically ended up on there. It's like, they didn't want to tackle it this week. So we're going to do an even better job here. <laughs> yeah. What was, what was that girl's name? That lady, that woman's name. I keep forgetting. I'm looking it up. Female actress, South Park suicide. Yeah, yes, exact keywords guys. <laughs> uh. It was tragic. She was like, uh, it's like in her forties or some shit. She had a medical problem or something like that, from what I remember. Yeah, Mary Kay Bergman. Yes, that was it. Yeah, Mary yes. Kay voiced over four hundred TV ads and over a hundred cartoon film and video game. God who, damn, she's a doll. She we'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga. Right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Who was she on? Okay, so she voiced... Yes, you're right. Daphne in free films from the Scooby-Doo franchise and Timmy Turner in the Oh Yeah cartoons. There you go. Minor characters in The Simpsons and let's see who she was in South Park. I think it was Stan's mom, but I could be wrong. No, she was Cartman's mom. Cartman's mom, yes. Okay. She was credited as Shannon Cassidy for some reasons, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. She did voices for The New Adventures of Zorro, Recess, and the Spider-Man cartoon. JJ the jet plane. She was JJ. <laughs> <laughs> JJ the jet plane went boom. Mm, uh, secret files of the Because it was dynamite. Dynamite. She was the queen bug in the Men in Black cartoon show, which I love the hell out of because Vincent D'Onofrio came back as his character. Um, Wild Thornberries and Secret Files of the Spy Dogs. I'm sure you might remember. Man, she was even on Buzz Lightyear. That's that's another one. When that came out, yeah. I was like, it's not the same but it's kind of interesting to see them. And we played the hell out of the video game. My brother and I, we played one of the video games a lot. Well, what do you, I mean, when you think about our, our anime, like the cartoons that now, you know, cartoons were starting to go, we're starting, you know, alternative animation or these shows that were coming out of nowhere. And I think the last good gasp of like animate, like a great show that just came out of nowhere was family guy. Yeah. And that, it definitely took a while for you to realize, wow, they're they're making fun of all kinds of things. Love it or hate it, it was just so well done, you know. Yeah. It was very funny. And, and certainly. It was yeah, there's also I also saw a resurgence in it and like starting in the like mid nineties with the what I call the game cartoons. It's got Pokemon, oh, um, yeah. Digimon. And also Yu-Gi-Oh! Those kind of started to seep in. And that's what gave I, I gave uh, Saturday Morning um, Animation a shot in the arm that it needed to get it over the hump. Into yeah, the they basically... And then after that, it was... They'd take all these Buck Rogers or Alien Nation kind of ideas and just kind of experiment with it. Do you remember... I know you guys are going to remember this one, but here's another one. I have vague, vague recollection of it. I don't know if it was on PBS or ABC. It had Tim Daly, and it was like a World War Free kind of scenario show. <laughs> Whoa. It's a wild mm. one. Let me look it up. I do remember Reboot. Remember that show, Reboot? Reboot. Yes. Oh, man. Reboot. The show to what? Yeah. Okay, Invasion America. Yeah. That's the one. But yeah, re- that in Reboot is like basically anything that no one wanted to do in live action form, but was still an easy to do. It was like, if you don't want to make an Earth 2 or Tracks or uh, or whatever, it was like, just 
take a bunch of likable voice actors, some has-been actors, and just put them on a easy-to-syndicate cartoon that we can put on PBS or, or Fox. Or, or the old joke was, if you want to get somebody good, get Michael Ironside to be in any cartoon you want to. Have yes. a, a drill sergeant or somebody in those shows, you know. Uh, that'll be a haha for your parents who grew up watching yeah. <laughs> Scanners and Total Recall. I mean, or having, <laughs> or having Arlie Ermery in Family Guy as the guy who's the trainer for the knights in the one episode where Peter has to fight <laughs> the Black Knight. You know, and you're like, yes. oh the, the, the idea of the geocentric universe gives you gets you sexually aroused. Sir, yes, sir. You know, uh, he never let go of that. And I mean, you know, I watched Toy Story the hell out out of it growing up but it's like so i was never really surprised when i looked him up i'm like yeah what what has he not played he he never well, uh full metal he full metal jacket never left him. he just always got to i play met this. him i met him in Did real you? life oh, man. we were in a we were in a bar one night me and my friends i don't know how the hell he was in there and i said you're gunny hartman aren't you he's like i'm like can you go over there and just tell my fr- we're in college like can you go over a difference and do do the freaking speech so he comes over he does the entire speech verbatim and i'm like i'm laughing we're all laughing yeah we were all laughing you know because he, he, he couldn't he couldn't do all this stuff like for the soldiers like you know private snowball stuff like that You're he was so just dick private <laughs> yeah, he, i said i said just don't just do just do you know just do the you know the 10 you know all the stuff you but the great thing was is that every time I'd see him in a TV a cartoon, it was either he was doing, you know, he played Wildcat on uh what was it? The Batman TV show. Yes. <laughs> he played Wildcat. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, he's he's playing if you knew who Wildcat was in the DC comics. Oh yeah. He was the boxer and he had nine lives or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had it where Batman uh, it's like Batman and the Outsiders because it's Katana and Geoforce and some and like Wildcat has to train them, and Wildcat almost dies. Yeah, and they bring him back to life, and uh, it was it was Arlie Ermery, man. I thought that was really cool of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you think, I mean, you know, Tom brought up the, the game, the game show, the game, uh, the kid game factor in that and it was it was you said it was Yu-Gi-Oh! well pokemon's the big one sometimes they pokemon. do that with all the live action shows like all that is like do a mock game show and then sometimes sneak in a cartoon show or, or like ninja turtles on power rangers have a character in a mask in a bodysuit you know in live action form you know but um yeah yu gi oh i remember and what was the other one digimon Digimon. Digimon and Pokemon, they had that rivalry going, and Yu-Gi-Oh! was kind of just the, if you didn't want to be part of either fandom, but still wanted to play cards with your friends, it was like yeah, Predicted yeah. Magic, The Gathering, but it was this was their first. And then they did Dragon Ball, and Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Yeah. Yes. And Dragon Ball Z, the last episode, I never could get that. So basically the Earth <laughs> is recreated again. And then he finds somebody who's, you know, it was like, I was like, come on, you did this whole big thing. Now at the end, it's like, what happened? You know, <laughs> but Pokemon was the big one because Pokemon had all these little cute animals. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. And I would watch it sometimes because I'd be like, you know, half asleep in the morning, walking out, waking up, trying to find something. I'd be like, oh, these are cute little animals. Oh, gee. Oh, my God. I'm having a seizure, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I watched it for a while and then I got sick of the theme show. And then Digimon had some better video games, but then it also got annoying how over complex is storyline we get at times where you're just like god damn it i don't want to follow the human storylines i want to see these animals fight each other <laughs> i have Any animal planet but pg what do i what do i have i've got two keychains one is squirtle and one is uh, po- uh pikachu that my <laughs> ex-wife got me when we were like dating and i was like i was like uh great reminders um <laughs> but you know it's weird you know it's weird though they they had Pokemon going, I think, maybe three years into it, and then they did a thing called Ro- uh, Robots for Everyone. I forgot the yes. name of that one. Yes, they, they, they were trying to steal that Transformers Cubics money, with Cubics. Cubics, Cubics, yes. And built in Metabots. Me- yeah. Megabots, and, uh, you know, at that time, they would... That was pretty much the only thing that didn't leave. It was like they would do, they would incorporate a toy. Is that's at the end of the day, it's a toy commercial. But at the same time, like sometimes it's like they didn't even really mess with the cartoon as much. They just focused more on the product. Like Zoids was kind of that, trying to steal that Lego money. <laughs> yep, uh, Spiral Zone, yeah, basically uh, Exo Squad. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are even so many PlayStation and Nintendo games that. It's so wild how the Super Mario Brothers and even Sonic from Sega, you know, they had their cartoon shows. But I'm surprised. I really am. Because some of those same voice actors from Nickelodeon Cartoon Network would show up in these. But I'm surprised that they never made, you know, a Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank or even a freaking uh, Spyro the Dragon type, you know, Sunday morning cartoon. That would have been a perfect tie-in for those who didn't play video games. I would have seen Star Fox. That would have been really great. Star Fox yeah. would have been so amazing. That's a good call. And I you heard know. a rumor they might be making a movie, but I could be wrong. But they did Wing Commander, a cartoon of Wing Commander. Yeah, I that's that. right. Oh, wow. And that did didn't Mark last. come back? I don't know. I don't remember. But the, the funny thing is, I was thinking about this before, how everybody was saying what happened to Mark Hamill after Star Wars. And then one day I'm like, oh, who's doing the voice of the Joker? <laughs> oh, my God. God. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, my father's like, oh, he needs the money. I'm like, uh, Dad, I don't think he needs the money. I think this is probably going to be a real cushy gig for him. Because yeah. my father would always think if you were doing cartoon voiceovers, you needed the money. It was the Chico Marx formula. He needed the money, you know. <laughs> um Oh, but like man. I remember watch I remember watching Batman and, and t- Tom you could Tom and Cam you guys could remember this episode that was really really good it's like the fourth or fifth episode <laughs> the Grey Ghost the Grey yes Ghost. Oh, there you go Grey Ghost Adam, voiced by Adam West yes. Adam West he returned and they did that because number one he's the original Batman to all of us mm-hmm. and number two. He got slighted by Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. Because so, remember, he was saying, I could have played Batman. I'm like, yeah, but it's it's different Batman, different style. Yeah. But to have him, to have the Grey Ghost team up with Batman, 
you know, <laughs> to hear Adam West's voice again was just like, it's like they did with Super Friends. They brought Adam West back to be Batman. This was now Adam West passing the torch to Kevin Conroy. Totally. You know. And it, it was just what the fan service needed at that point. And it was, so the animated series was on for about four years. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. And five yeah. years. And like you say, they had the Batman and Robin cartoon show, which made everyone forget about the infamous 90s movie for the most part, I guess. And I watched a ton of that and Batman Beyond and uh, not not Beyond. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, Batman Beyond. And I just found it so cool. I was like, okay, so Bruce Wayne is now training, you know, this new guy. You know? and, and every once in a while, you'll see an awesome cosplay that someone has done. You're like, ah, man, why have they not made a movie or a you know, the cult fandom is out there for this version of the character. <laughs> well, they did that, and they did the, the best thing ever. They did Justice League, and I thought Justice League was just unbelievable. Yes. Probably even and, the best iteration, like the best DC cartoon. Like, Well, then they turned it up a notch with Justice League Unlimited, where we got, to see, we got to see all these characters we had wanted to see for a long time. And yep. the best ones were the guys that, like, Shining Knight, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Black Canary. My brother or sister would sometimes even put it on casually. My brother would get done watching sports for the night and just wanted something to watch on Cartoon Network. <laughs> uh, I would watch a bunch of it here and there too. My uncle especially was a big comic book fan. And I, I definitely like to say, like from especially the 04 to 06 uh, years, those were cool in that they were kind of even trying to rival other giant sci-fi shows at times it seems it's like we're this is our cartoon network's Battlestar galactica this is we are setting all this comic book stuff in motion we are and we're gonna have an all-out well, giant battle finale well the great thing was at the end when you look at it they they brought in so many great characters they brought in warlord for the first time they brought in Vandal Savage. They brought in Captain Marvel and the better big, version Captain of Darkseid. Yeah. Dark Side. Michael Ironside is Dark Side. He's been he doing it since mm. the anime series. Duh. Great. Make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh to have um uh you know uh, you know um what you call it? um the guy from Laughing, Artie Johnson playing Artie Johnson, uh, yes. Wunderbar and having um Lou um Eric Roberts was on and, one as one character. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was uh he wasn't he wasn't Mongol, he was the other guy. Um <laughs> Steppenwolf? No, not Steppenwolf. It was the War World episode. I remember it very well. Uh and just um, the fact that you could see again, just the amazing, you know, smart well, gorilla character just be well realized as well. Oh, and, Gorilla yeah. Grodd, yeah. Gorilla Grodd. is like, he had never been done justice before, but I think after everyone saw that cartoon, you're like, yes, you can do this. And Well, the one I loved was Ultra Humanite. Ultra Humanite. When, like, oh, did yeah. you ever see the, the Christmas episode? Yeah, they did a Christmas they did a episode. Christ- okay, but I saw another episode he was in, and he was awesome. <laughs> there's a Christmas episode Flash has to get this toy for these kids um, from from Japan for these kids in an orphanage that he's donated for. And it breaks, right? I think it breaks <laughs> when he's having a fight with him. So he says to the ultra humanite, he says, can you fix this? He's like, yes, I can, Flash. If you just give me some time, I'll do it. <laughs> so he's like, so he gets it back from him. He's like, here you go. He's like, you didn't, Flash. It is Christmas. 
<laughs> so what he does is he puts in the story of the Nutcracker. They press the toy, and the Nutcracker starts playing for all these kids, and all these kids are enraptured by it. <laughs> you know, it was just a sweet. And then they had where Martian Manhunter came to uh, Clark Kent's house mm-hmm. for Mom and Pop Kent for Christmas. I mean, there were so many good episodes. My favorite episode of that one was when they're trying to look for uh, Wonder Woman as she was transformed. Wonder Woman into- was well realized on there. I, yeah. I was yeah. really, a, I was a big fan of Hawk Girl. And- Hawk Girl. Yes. Um, my favorite. My favorite. My favorite character on that show was um, was Martian Manhunter. I loved Martian Manhunter. Really? And the last the last episode they ever did, where it was um, the the bad guys and the good guys team up to defeat Darkseed. Yes, that was again. And, yeah. and, to, and to see Superman beat the bejesus out of Darkseed, and he gives that speech of. I feel like I've been a, in a world, living in a world of paper. <laughs> and he does that whole speech. But this is the one time I'm going to let loose. And he punches Darcy. Darcy goes flying through like 12 buildings. Yep. But the voice cast they had, it was Tim Daly. Tim Daly reprising Super- his Superman role. Yeah. No, no, no. Then they had another guy come in to do Superman. Because Tim George Daly left. George, George, um, Phil Lamar Green, was Green Lantern, Greenberg or something like that. Phil Lamar was Green Lantern. Carl Ro- Lumley was <coughs> Michael Rosenbaum Carl was, was the Flash. But yeah, Carl Lumley from Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, and yeah, Lancey Brown was still playing Lex Luthor, but it was wild seeing Brainiac be played by Corey Burton. <laughs> yeah, but I I loved when um, they had when you find out it's Mister, it's the guy who played. You know, it's like it's like wait, who's playing Lex Luthor? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I saw Lois Lane Oh, Mr. Krabs and Lois Lois Lane was Dana Delaney and Bulldozer yeah. and was Ted Levine for Silence of the Lambs. But I uh, get this. Here's one that I did not know that many people might know now. Uh Jason Blood was portrayed by Michael T. Weiss from The Pretender. <laughs> Are you no, kidding me? I'm not kidding. And he <clears throat> played it again on Unlimited and then came back and did some voices for uh, he played captain adam on young justice so, yeah. and See, adam I, strange on batman the brave and the bold so, yeah. i loved brave and the bold i liked brave and the bold it was he so much up fun. return to um, the adam west type thing <laughs> but the best part about brave and the bold was the last episode where where it's just it's just the last episode they're kind of like deconstructing like like that like goes look it's just and it was weird. I think it was Weird Al Yankovic doing the voice of Batmite. No, Paul Rubin was did. doing Batmite. And somebody was doing something else. It had a very inspired they, voice cast of various comedians. Oh yeah. And they did they did they did a they did a little joke on Ted McGinley taking over the voice of Aquaman. <laughs> now the show can finally get canceled. Oh and, like goes, and then Ted McGinley goes. No, it's not going to get canceled. In fact, when I did when I joined another cast with Mary with Children, the show lasted a lot longer. Oh, and they're like they're like so that was the joke, you know, Ted McGilly, you know, but um, yeah, because it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I even heard Paget Brewster on a recent ambush um, bug. That's what was ambush bug kept ambush jumping. Bug. But that's so true. Around with that, like, yeah, 
at that time any actor if you were on a show and you're on like three different ones that got canceled you would be mocked by producers and you were called the show killer and <laughs> i heard forget Brewster yeah. confirm that in a interview on andy richter's podcast he's like god damn it stop calling us the show killer so yeah ted mcginley had to make fun of that so that, that sucks that he had to you know but you know what get, you know what gets me is that after batman um you know, there's there's a cartoon between brave and the bold and the batman which is the batman yep. super, yeah there's legion of superheroes which should have stayed on longer yeah but it didn't have that drawing power you know it, it was weird. It was like half the time, like anything they thought was going to be more complex, it couldn't be on the WB or kids, you know, WB in the morning. It had to be on Cartoon Network. Well, they, 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 WB pulled the plug on that, but I thought that was a great show to watch because Legion of Superheroes, that was a comic book I grew up with. I'm sure, Tom, you grew up with it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I definitely recall and, seeing some of it. I saw a lot of Static Shock especially in reruns, yeah. I grew to really like it. And then it got to where it, it's kind of a shame. I think because they have spun so many of those DC cartoons, basically just about anyone, if you don't know the classic Cartoon Network shows, then basically all you watched on there was Ben 10 and all those other ones. It's like, uh, I never watched Cartoon Ben 10, ne really. Cartoon Network was great in the 90s because of the fact that they had so many shows on like Johnny Bravo, which I oh, thought yeah. was oh, great. Yes. Johnny, Johnny Bravo, you anyone in high school Power in the nineties? Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. So there you go. I, I I can't think of any junior high or high schooler who you know. I can't think of any guy who didn't want to be Bravo. He was the adorable idiot who wanted to be cool as hell and was the Elvis wannabe. And and to hear Brenda Vaccaro doing the voice of his mother. <laughs> yes. You know. And I was like, Brenda Vaccaro's doing the voice of his mother? She, I'm like, yeah. That, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's her. I could tell her raspy voice anywhere, you know. That's definitely where Seth MacFarlane got his start. I think he was like a assistant writer, animator. He was assistant writer on that show. And then he did a show called Life with Larry, which was on Cartoon <laughs> Cartoon. And if you guys have ever seen it, it's on, it's, 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 it's on uh, the internet. It's kind of like the pilot episode because it's a talking dog and a complete dullard. <laughs> <laughs> I think and I saw five seconds of it because it was just on after Bravo. But. I watched it one. I was up. I was up at about six o'clock in the morning. I remember it was during a snowstorm, and I had to go shovel. And my mother wasn't up yet. And my dad wasn't up yet. And I was watching it, and I'm like, "What?" And Family Guy just been pulled. It just been pulled off the air. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm watching. I'm like oh my god is this new or is this old and i realized it's older he did it as like a test run for what you know for what he was going to do with family guy test out his materials see how it is in cartoon form and, and the jokes he had were just so off the wall he says if you don't understand what they're going to do to me they're going to euthanize me yeah but what the hell does what the heck does uh, <laughs> kids in asia have everything to do with you you know <laughs> <laughs> this is dark dark stuff that no one can joke about nowadays yeah <laughs> but and it's that, like, and I'd also be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the impact that um, Cartoon Network and had with a uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Uh, well, yeah, that. that was like one of the few things that, <laughs> that like, was. Adult Swim was trying to still that, uh, you know, South Park uh, humor, but the, I think the funny thing is, is like, uh, 
him and Harvey Birdman were just interested because it's like, yeah, they're taking some of the existing footage and adding new footage and some of the same voice yeah, actors. Then but later on, yeah, they, then later on, they started to do actual animation. <laughs> yeah. And, but, um, yeah, that, that entire block was a, that, yeah. set that the bar is so like, much off. And, you can be funny. And I mean, I, I am glad that well, Eric Andre had, and acknowledged it. He's like, yeah, without Space Ghost, my show would not have existed. Well, the thing that gets me is like they, they take a show like C Lab 2020. And yeah, C Lab was wild. And the, yes. they, they took that footage and they just they said, all right, let's just dub in other. And that's where Eric Estrada kind of made his comeback. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Him like, and uh, that's where the Eric Archer got, guys got started. Uh, I, I, yep. I, I, my yes. pal Tony even swears by his like, hey, I love me some Archer, but Frisco Dingo is where it was at. Frisky Dingo, yes. Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo. And, <laughs> and it's just so funny. It's like, because it, like you're seeing with, again, like you said earlier, how you're seeing Seth MacFarlane just uh, try different channels, different types of humor and different types of crowds. And it's like same kind of thing with them. It's like they got kind of light and dumb. And then you see Frisco Dingo and Archer is like, man, it can get dark. <laughs> <laughs> Well, getting without even meaning to, it's stark. We can look at the we can look at you know all the cartoons like you know Mike Judge, you know Beavis and Butthead, then that spins off, uh, you know um, King of the Hill, which I thought was one of the best shows on TV, um, you know for that time, and Daria, um, yeah, everybody forgets about Daria, um, but you got to think with Adult Swim. They could they 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 took they they took a chance on a lot of shows that are now that you know either were good or not good. Like if you look at something like Tim and Eric, um, oh yes, Tom goes to the mayor. Tom goes to the mayor, which is one of the I I think one of the strangest wackiest ones, yeah. wackiest things ever. And then they do a show called Tim and Eric. Awesome, great job. Awesome, awesome, oh, great man. show. Awesome job. TV Which you watch like, hell. Yeah. It was just it was funny, but there's there were these two guys, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public, and they created this show called The Venture Brothers. Yeah. Venture Brothers. <clears throat> Venture Brothers was if you if you didn't get any of the references they put in those scripts, you must have been living in a bubble, you know, because <laughs> the, you know First off, the knockoff of Johnny Quest, you know, um, to have a, you know, um, to have the two kids look like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> there was or, that. There was something for or, everybody, but it. Yeah, the. I only saw I also, parts I'll, of it I'll, here and there because it was on much, much later. Sometimes at two. <laughs> I always saw the uh, Hank and Dean as being dressed like Fred from Scooby Doo and Peter Parker. That well, here's the joke. There's one episode, they open up the, the pods that they're in because they're clones. You know, we all know they're clones. Yeah, right. Well, okay, Hank is dressed up as Aquaman. Man, He's got yeah. blonde hair. Dean's dressed up as Peter Parker. If you look at Peter okay. Parker when Steve Ditko was doing it, that's what he yep. looks like. He's got like the square, you know, the square haircut and everything. They have the animation <laughs> homages, basically. He's like, here's the art style. <laughs> Pulling a Warhol. <laughs> and then, and then, the, and then Dean actually ran into a superhero in New York, which was based on Spider-Man. I think it's like Brown Recluse or something like that. Something like that. 
And there was a whole joke around about how he would spit his webs out of his ass. Yeah. And unfortunately, I would see Venture Brothers now and again, but unfortunately, they just wanted to kind of mix it up with other clutter like Squidbillies. And you're like, no, 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 no. Put on yeah. some of these other wacky shows that have some fun, clever storyline. And like, like you was- say, it is interesting seeing them experiment and test the waters. Anything too violent for Toonami just goes on oh. and don't swim after all the car- the first three hours of cartoons. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing I love now is that I think Toonami used to be doing, on Saturdays, was doing a, a Japanese animation. Right. Yeah. And basically, they got competitive. Like, Adult Swim passed on Archer because they're like, no one will ever want to watch a spot animated spy show. I'm like, but FX wasn't known for animation and they, they took it under their wings. So it's just so wild how what one person passed on, you're like, yeah, you guys deserve to you yeah. know, be pe- have, you, you to deserve to money. suck on it. Right. Well, you know, the, the thing that cracks me up is like Archer's now this show that's like, you know, Archer's become this big, you know, I people want to actually watch reruns of Ironside. <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or my favorite, my favorite is when he goes. Uh, I was just reading, uh, you know, uh, what was that book? He says, uh, Bartleby, Bartleby the Scribner. Anyone? Anyone? Bartleby the Scribner. Anyone? Mm. How many times can you get away with a reference like that? You know. <laughs> but, um, but the fact I, that he's I, basically I, Austin Powers, but just even more off color is yeah. But the thing I love about that is, like, now it's become everybody I know, even people who weren't into animation or cartoons are starting to dig this stuff, you know. I've seen people I know, like, say, oh, God, I loved watching that. I love watching that show. I love watching that show, you know. I know know John Benjamin and Aisha Tyler said that the live shows that they would do really killed, but I think they just would always just sell out, and they just, they had complex schedules, and then, of course, they all, you know, want to do three other shows that same year so it was hard to you know is archer still on or did they is still that, on still on still on still on how uh, are they Crater. gonna do it with how are they still gonna do without jessica walter though oh good question maybe reuse yeah. some clips narrate it but yeah <sighs> maybe I, bring in somebody somebody different um it's been one of those, um, like, the creator kept stepping down, but he kept, like, being a consultant from afar, saying, whatever you do, the storyline is going this way. And yeah, uh, I just like how, like you said, is like, it's breaking through different aspects of humor. And, you know, the not, because like you, you guys have already illustrated, it's like the 70s, groundbreaking, it's a new thing. 80s, you have a mixture of some bad, some infamy, and then you got a lot of great, you know, just epicness and other toy commercials and then 90s is like let's experiment with different kinds of humor let's mix in live action with cartoons different types of 2d and 3d animation and and, you know by the 2000s you know again you're continuing a lot of the greatness of the 80s and the 90s and then mashing it with just other stuff is like that were they to do now how would you do it now like i don't think spike tv you know now it's paramount network has it in them to do something like afro samurai no, it's no. just not in them. And it's no. too and over the top. And even for Cartoon Network to show something like Bleach, that's going to be a while, you know, before they show something well, like that. Well, I mean, the yeah. thing was, you know, if it wasn't for Cartoon Network, I don't think a lot of us know about, you know, a lot of the Japanese stuff that was coming over. Yeah, you yeah know? unless you went to 
uh, Sam's Club or, you know, any local Funimation Chinatown store that had imported it, yeah, you, you didn't have access to it. <laughs> I mean, you'll never see the Overfiend on Cartoon Network unless Sci-Fi saying, Channel would show edited you know. versions of Ghost in the Shell and Akira, but you're just like, yeah. yeah, you didn't have access to it unless you had well, a movie Cinemax, Cinemax one time showed Tank Police. Really? Yeah, Man. it was like it was on Cinemax After Dark. I'm like, why the hell? Why is this on Cinemax After Dark? I'm usually seeing like really bad softcore European adult movies. And this right. is on. Oh and no! Then I gotta ask you this. Okay, so friends of the show, uh, Corey and Zach, would note back in the '80s how there'd just be just outrageous, you know, movie advisories before the program starts. How yeah. many of you would see like? any of those movies that were playing and they wouldn't just say, you know, strong or intense. They say extreme sexual content. <laughs> I okay. All right. Can I can I just can I explain this to you? Spanks I watched <laughs> I watched Showtime After Dark and Cinemax After Dark, right? Oh yeah. And I will Good say stuff. this right now. They would draw you in with that little warning and then it was just like Cinemax on the damn like where you had the like Ugh. the breast outlays with the mystical blue background and the music no, playing. No, they, they, well, but c- 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 Cinemax After Dark was like you know they would show like you know a shade pull up and like a woman would be like oh you know like you know you know you get and then you'd watch like a man your eyes or, only yeah. <laughs> yeah no 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 yeah you know like something like you know and then Showtime would show like and this is getting off the so Showtime would show like the really off-the-wall European 70s, oh, God, I can't believe this is this was made kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, And then it's like by 95 or even 2002, it's like, yeah, oh, we, we cannot show that anymore. <laughs> We're going to get pulled somehow. <laughs> well, they, Some congressman has pressured us. They pulled that off because they basically lost the licensing to a lot of the movies. <laughs> and not only, no, and not only that, but like, you know, the guys in HBO, they were getting bought. You know, remember, there were all these buyouts. So they were just like, okay, we're going to stop that. 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 You know, so vice president of programmings. And it, it's yeah, wild how the Showtime and HBO would then try to do. I know Mike Judge came out with a very. Uh, off-color dark comedy show a few years ago but yeah that's that what was still, that show I, I forget the name of it but it was like it was a bizarre one title name and everyone kind of wanted to follow in the uh footsteps of spawn but oh yeah even, i remember even, spawn the cartoon yeah it was like, yeah. like the best version of it still to this day no one can touch it but it i i, I do find it funny how like you say is like you get the warning in the bizarre backgrounds and I just find it so funny how their show, their other shows on that network would parody it. Uh, Oz would make fun of other off-color stuff. It's like, hey, we get HBO this summer in prison. But um, I find it even funnier how Adult Swim would kind of make fun of that in a way too. Like, do you guys remember how they'd show promos saying, you know, it's like adults only, kids lead the pool. <laughs> yeah, yes. I remember that. that was their, and the next thing you know, you see the tamest stuff, like you say, Space Ghosts or home movies, and then. It's a while before they would play something like Adult Swim. Well, they did Family Guy. They, they did uh, at home at home movies. They did Baby Blues because I remember they were getting all the shows that were pulled off. You know, like thirteen episodes, and that was it. Um, home oh, movies was great. Yeah. Baby Blues was great, and then they they would do these one off ones that were like really weird. Like they did one called Perfect Hair. 
<laughs> which was like a takeoff on like it, it, it was like this this thing where this kid is balding but he's got to find the perfect I mean, it was just so weird to watch. And we were watching it one night, my ex-wife and I, and we were like, what the hell was that about? I don't know. And from what I understand, Cartoon Network got, like, so many complaints about it. And they were like, well, we were just trying. And they were like, no. And we're like, no, 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 never show that again, you know. I think they put it on later. But the one thing I loved was when they would show, like, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Yep. Mr. T show yeah. and Chuck you Norris. Know. Or they did one where they were playing Saved by the Bell, where it was the most outraged episode, like the one where Jesse gets high on caffeine pills. Does anybody I remember think. that one? I, I remember that one. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about oh to lose control. And I think I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, they should have put oh. that on the Conan O'Brien pulled the lever skit. <laughs> no, Paul Rudd. You know how Paul. You know Paul Rudd does, right? Yeah, they did the Mac and Me clip. Yeah, Mac and Me, where the kid flies off the wheelchair. Oh my god! And how did it even start? It's like he's not even in the goddamn movie. He's like, "Can I show you a clip from my new movie?" Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And it's Mac and Me, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh. Uh, um, I can tell that Conan O'Brien's writer is pretty much. Just what some of them would just basically watch just the trashiest movies at late night hours, just coming up with ideas. <laughs> but when to get to, to go back on the cartoons, where you know, cartoons aren't dead, they're no. not dead, they're not dead. No. They're, not dead. <laughs> they're not gonna die. They're not, I mean, they're, they're gonna be rerun, they're gonna be, you know, they're, they're on streaming, they're on TV, they're on Pluto, you know. You're, you're gonna get you're collecting them, they're, they're it's a collector's form item, and, yeah, and yeah. Blu ray form. And well, that's I mean, just the other day, I picked up uh, the Glee series of Thunder the Barbarian on DVD at this time. How much, how even much did you two get years ago? I would say it was like less than 20 bucks. Okay, nice. This is the official release, not a bootleg or anything like that. <clears throat> yep, official release. Okay. Rubby, yeah, Rub, Rub, I, I gotta say this, Rubby Spears, they knocked it out of the park with Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And even and even today, when we with the with the geek culture kind of coming up, you're gonna see some of those old shows come back up, like you know, even the stuff that was back in the seventies, and they put Shazam on Tubi for the love of Pete. <laughs> oh yeah, and. People are watching it. It's it's being some new eyes on it. They are just with streaming services, with Amazon being able to find just about any kind of animation you could think of, and the reruns and mm -hmm. the culture right now it gravitates more towards what does I would like to say that they gravitate more towards the inner child in all of us. So we're going to, yeah. to go back and look and find those old cartoons or, and then you oh, rediscover why you liked it in the first place it wasn't just i was exactly. a kid i was the target audience it was like no it was magical and it was you can't capture this. well yeah well tom when i was watching shazam on tubi i was watching it like friday last friday i'm watching nice. it it's a pristine copy they must have gotten a cleaned up copy of it Shout oh, yeah. and you can, you can see that yeah. i think it's the dvd from warner's 
Yeah, I think, I, that's, I think, that's what I'm betting. That's what well, I'm betting. And Warner has been pretty interactive uh, with all their out-of-print movie and TV titles. They have done the whole manufactured-on-demand option, and they can give you a digital copy that you, you know, play on your Apple TV or Amazon Fire. So, but like, yeah. like seeing Super Friends again on and and going through that whole. And Tom, you and I both are big Super Friends fans oh yes i love you know friends. <laughs> watching that whole, that whole genesis from when it when it went from you know the the core five you know with wendy and marvin and wonder dog to wonder when it went dog. to i think it, when it was galactic guardians you know superpowers team that was great to see you know yes, that's great fun. to watch you know because that you know and i gotta tell you something there was one episode they did where wonder woman went in undercovers Diana Prince with Apache Chief and she, yes. she says, I have to change into Wonder Woman. And all of a sudden you hear da 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 and they started doing yeah. the Wonder Woman theme and she twirled around and boom she became Wonder Woman. But what they did was on Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, there's something going on or something like that. And she all of a sudden you see she runs into a corner, takes off her glasses and and twirls around, and they did that, and that was so great to see that because you know these writers, yeah. they remember that stuff when we were younger. You know, these are guys that watch TV, and we were like, "Boom, that's what we got to do." Got to pay tribute to that. the OG. You know, yeah. Even and on top of that, yeah. And on oh, top ahead. of that, you they on top of that, you're dealing with more. We have some more adult themed cartoons that they're. That still retain at least some of that magic. One of my favorites uh, is Black Dynamite because yeah, that was a movie. very cool cartoon. And like, yeah, and the animation style is so perfect on it. The cast is so perfect. Even the on ads. It. Uh, I would just be yes. watching again Adult Swim, and my I'd have family come in, and they'd see part of the ads, and they're like, "What is that? That is so fucking hysterical." I'm just like, "We got to watch the full episode." And I really do like what they did with Mike Tyson's uh, Mike Tyson's mystery. Yes, yeah. just a perfect, just Scooby Doo parody, perfect voice cast. Was and Norm Norm McDonald on that? Yeah, he yes, was he the was. voice he of pigeon, pigeon and the pigeon named Pigeon, and yeah, it, it was just so funny. What are just, they gonna What are they gonna do now with, with him gone? I mean, it's like I don't know if they were gonna renew it or not, but it would be cool to see some kind of reunion and use some unused takes. But I mean. I just liked how it was making fun of those Chuck Norris Karate Commandos, Mr. T type shows, and, oh, then, yeah. and just have a yeah. live action insert what's basically a failed PSA, and you're like, that's a whole bunch of gibberish, but it's fucking funny as hell, and it it's just, I I do like how they do this once in a while, like because uh, again, you know, Cartoon Network, like 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 you guys have said, it just lost so many of us when they were just doing such lazy stuff like Codename Kids Next Door and you know, uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I was like, who is the audience yeah. for this? This is just mean-natured and lame. And, like, yeah, and, and Eddie, that, that was the last hurrah for me, where I was like, okay, I love these yeah. free, bumbling idiots and the over-the-top music that plays when they lose their temper and uh, when they play pranks on each other. Where, like, there's that one episode where yeah. the town is, like, flat-out, like, totally abandoned, and Eddie doesn't know if he's just been an asshole and pissed everyone off or if they're just all playing a prank on him. <laughs> They got well, the, a plank the, thing is, plank. The, the thing is to me is that Cartoon Network to me died out when they started doing live action movies and you know I oh, want to yeah. see cartoons I want to see 
they have I a want to spider see Warner Brothers man on in the middle of the day, and you're like, or cats and dogs was another one. Like, they're play, put that on another channel. Don't put it on Cartoon Network. Yeah, you know, because on mean, Adult I just, Swim, part of the joke is that it's basically live action Space Ghost. That's part of the thing. But yeah, the the other stuff, like you say, is like that did get old. I mean, put give you know, I I have always said this, and I said if if I ever had money. And I ever had my way, I would go and I would get all the Sid and Marty Croft stuff, all the stuff that 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 Hanna Barbera did, all the stuff that Filmation did, and all the stuff that, and make a cartoon channel that brings all this stuff back to where it was, mm-hmm. you know, bring yeah. it all back home, you know, pull a Have Pluto, people, pull a Plex, to be, <laughs> yeah. Have people watch Wonderbug and 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 magic mongo and the croft stoop superstar show have people watch the bugaloos and hr puff and stuff have people watch drac pack and you know uh you know uh, you know Mike, mighty man and yuck yuck you know the brack show <laughs> yes laugh at hysterically no creek does seem to be doing a lot of good blu-ray remasters so that's been helping because they're basically just like hey the studios are interested but if we give them money they will do it and we can remaster the sound and video as best we can. Does anybody remember Space Ghost Coast to Coast when Joel Hodgson appeared? Mm-hmm. I do, yes. And in the later can- 2000s, they'd even replay a blurb that had Jack Black. That was like their promo for the show. It's like, look, we're getting bigger celebrities now who are goofy. And the thing was, they put on Octoman, and the guy who was the voice of um, Space Ghost is like, hey, can you riff on this? And Joel's just like looking at him going like, what? What do you what do you want me to do on you this? You want me to make fun you know, of Octoman? Yeah. <laughs> make, make, come on, it's Octoman. Make fun of it, you know. And they apparently like, deleted a lot of scenes from his episode, which is a shame because I'm sure there's some funnier stuff in that vault somewhere. Oh, there's got to be what for uh Space Ghost? Yeah, yeah. It's like they yeah. edited his episode a bit. I know Weird Al was on one. There's so many great Car- guys. Carol Channing was on one. Matthew was on one. Was Drew Carey on one? There's some other comedian who had a sitcom then. I think Seinfeld was on one. Why am I on Space Ghost? <laughs> who are these oh, aliens? <laughs> who are these people? Um, and what's the deal with these alien probes? <laughs> you know, if I had my way, I'd probably blow up Space Ghost and get my own TV show. <laughs> I love that praying man. Does you knew you were watching Space Ghost? I already Ghost. got one. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. That's good. I'm on your show. I'm second banana. Isn't that great? Second what about banana. The I wonderful. Banana. Let's sing a song. Oh man! And the funniest thing in the early 2000s, it got even funnier. Like post 2002, they just start playing ads for like Space Ghost and Futurama that were airing, and they they let out some language like "son of a bitch" or "damn." You're like, hey, and and this is during the time when the kids are watching TV. So, <laughs> guess what well, they're going to try? And- the thing I always loved about Futurama was that it kind of got its appeal back when it was on Cartoon Network. And then it left and it went to FX. Yeah, that and Family Guy definitely reminded people that these shows were beloved and it's basically what got Family Guy renewed and all the other ones yeah. is like, and it's just, it just reminded people is like, wherever you're rerun, you, you get the second generation of your audience there, you know? Well, did you ever see the one where they were rerunning Family Guy and it's like Seth MacFarlane's doing the host interviews? 
and he's got like a pipe and stuff and he's like doing these like really like off color jokes you know like he's going i'm from the I'm from the federation of men who like i i can't say it but lost it can i say it go for it i'm from the I, hi my name is seth mcfarland i'm from the men who the federation of men who like pussy and it was just like oh yeah. my god oh god and he's like was that oh five he did that oh six because i think I he think did some was, other but bunch of bumpers was, that were just on adult was, swim it's the bumper for and and it was the episode they were going to show was wish, when you wish upon a weinstein which did <laughs> not on fox and peter sings that song what am I? I need a true. And I was like, I was literally, I'm literally covering my mouth, trying hard not to laugh. You know, like they go to, <laughs> go to the temple. It's like Optimus Prime. You're Jewish. He, he has the, the mezuzah on and everything. He basically was taking Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song and just taking it to just the more not safe for work level. <laughs> Everybody's a fucking Jew. He went for like Adam Sandler's here, and I. I you know, I'm not really a big Adam Sandler fan, but me neither. But that song's gold. <laughs> that song is golden, yeah. But I mean, like Jesus all goes, free students. <laughs> There's but, um, towards a quarter. <laughs> no, so it's so is golden. Yeah. What a fine looking Jew. Um, <laughs> That's a good. Uh, oh, O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Oh my God! Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> I remember like that that came out, and then they said, "Okay, we're bringing Family Guy back on the air." And we the, we don't like how you just took our show, we sold the rights, and we got to still back that viewership. <laughs> like it's funny because like I had those seasons on DVD, I bought them. And I would watch. They're all them uncensored and everything. I, yeah, you know, yeah. you want to know which episode I kept stumbling upon, and like it just once a year. I kid you not, it just was always on. It was the one where he's like, he gets like ambushed by like a gator or some shit. He's out in the outback or some shit. Oh, yeah, no, it's the koala. Uh, yeah, the koala. Was, I, I just would keep encountering that one, and sometimes it'd be like at a clinic or whatever, just with the sound. I'm muted. I'm like, I know exactly how this episode ends. <laughs> well, that came on after. I remember that came on after the Super Bowl. That was the Family Guy came on the first the airing after the Super Bowl. Totally. And I remember I was upstairs with my girlfriend at the time, who, who, who you know, who we eventually got married and divorced, and uh, you know, um, and we're watching it, and she's like, I don't find this funny at all, and I'm like howling at some of the jokes they're doing, <laughs> you know, because it was just it, I got the references, you know, but um, the the thing was was that like you you think about it now he's you know Seth MacFarlane is now a juggernaut, you know, with all the stuff that he's doing, yep. um, you know Matt Groening, juggernaut, Mike Judge, juggernaut, you know, because he's bringing Beavis and Butthead back, thank God. <laughs> Um, although they're going to be like older, which I don't really like. I think they should just be like stuck in that teenage mode of, you know, mode, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I just think, and I think about all the people that did those voices in the nineties, you know, Maurice LaMarche, Tress McNeil, uh, Jim, Jim Cummings, right. If I'm correct. Something like uh, that. Yeah. Rob Paulson, um, Billy West, you know, all those people, you know, the, the cast of the Simpsons, the cast right. of Futurama, you know, it's just this the gods big, of animation. It's like, 
Uh, like I said, cartoons are never going to die. No. Saturday morning cartoons are never going to die. You know, they're still going to be there. When we're long and gone, some generation will find them and be like, wow, this is cool. You know? Mm-hmm. So well, There will always be an audience. It's just it's a matter of just introducing them. It's like, hey, check out these cartoons where it's like they actually put some thought into this instead of, hey, you're grossed out now and not in a good way. <laughs> I mean, I, my my, my sister in law won't won't let my kids watch won't let my won't let my youngest nephew watch Bugs Bunny. Are you serious? I tried to now my my niece. I watched Bugs Bunny with my grand nephew, and he was cracking up, especially when it was rabbit the, the the one where they go hunting. But mm. you know, I tried. I'm, I'm hey Jonathan, you want to watch Bugs Bunny? Now my my older <laughs> nephew. Matthew, he loves Bugs Bunny, but you know, it's like she, I'm like, hey, does he ever watch Bugs Bunny or anything like that? He watches this show, I don't know what the hell it is on the iPad. And I'm like, the kids should watch Bugs Bunny or the Three Stooges or something like that. You know, and I'm right. like, yeah, but but you know, they they don't know, you know. I, I said one day he's gonna one day he's gonna watch, he's gonna find Bugs Bunny, he's gonna find a Bugs Bunny with Daffy Duck. He's going to find Daffy Duck, you know, conquers the, you know, Daffy Duck and Marvin the Martian. He's going to laugh hysterically about it. (laughs) I I swear, I swear, sometimes I see some people in my generation who have not, who who forget about this stuff. Their mind is just deteriorating. It's like, there's nothing good on. I'm like, well, they are at the worst hour. (laughs) They are no fun at all. They are no fun. Yeah, the animation today is has kind of gone the other in the other direction. They yeah. F minus for no fun. <laughs> exactly, and you know, and they miss out on the reason why cartoons have have persisted. I don't know so why long. it exists in the first place. I see so many people who get cable, but they don't have a DVR. I'm like, well, then give it up now, because if you don't have time to watch it or you can't record it, then there is no point in well, doing this. I'll give you I'll give you a great case in point of a of a series of cartoons that have done well since you know because they're part of a mega movie franchise that has basically yesterday st- celebrated its forty fifth anniversary and that's Star Wars. Really? Oh yeah. Because yeah. because we you know we suffered through we you know we had Ewoks and Droids and then all of a sudden the Clone Wars came along. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had the, the, the Getty Taranovsky Clone Wars, and then we had the Clone Wars. Yeah, Jenny Taranovsky, you know, he did so good. He kept me interested in Star you know, Wars for that little next input, and it was just so cool to just see him take his. I mean, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Samurai Jack. I mean, yeah. I know many people swear yeah. by that, oh. but to see him take what he had done on Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack and then just. Make that Star Wars his own. You got Mace yeah. Windu, Sam Jackson's character, just going around and beating the shit out of battle droid, unstoppable battle droid armies with his fists. Fists, or seeing all these Jedi you never saw in the movie fight, like uh, and Tom Gaines, a great voice actor who's done yeah. all sorts of things, but he's at like the third stage of his career, and he's basically immortalized the character of Yoda in some respect. Well, he just had a stroke, right? He just had a stroke. I think so. And and he's he's not going to be doing it. They're going to get somebody else to do it if they need to do it again. But um, the guy, James Arnold Taylor, who does Obi-Wan. 
He's a great actor. That there, there you go. There's Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. But yeah, he's done. And this. Matt Lucas, who did, who did, who did Anakin. You know, no they had, <laughs> No. And the thing I love is they brought all these guest stars in for you know one shots. Mm-hmm. You know, like they brought in uh, what was it? Um, what's his face? The guy who played the guy who plays Mr. Krabs. Uh, Clancy Brown. Yes. Clancy Brown was on Rebels. Clancy Brown, George Takei has done some. Uh, yeah, um, who's, who's the guy? Baker. Who's Tom the guy? Baker from Doctor Who did did freaking, the, the freaking Tom Baker. Uh, and I mean, Tim Curry voiced the Emperor before they got yeah. someone else. Uh, who was the guy who voiced uh, freaking Ian Abercrombie did the original voice? Yeah, Ian Abercrombie. Uh, who who voiced the new Darth Maul? Oh no no that was it was the same guy who did it in a uh, Sam Whit Whit Whitmer the, oh that's Sam right Whitlicky? that's right yeah the the guy from the Forced Unleashed video game yeah that's right yeah and um you know it was great to see Ian Ian McDermott do the voice in Rebels you know mm-hmm. and to hear James Earl Jones Jones do the voice of Vader in a couple episodes so it was. You know, it was it was you know that to me is always going to stick with me. You know, to see that and now they've got the Bad Batch out, yeah, which is going to be amazing. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. I got to find time to see it. We got to um, find time for all this. <laughs> you know, between work and whatever the hell else I'm doing, I'm like, Ugh, you know. But yeah, it's like, but it's like you know, cartoons are never going to fade away. They're never going to be gone. You know. Yeah. Nobody's gone forever, you know. I want to remember it. That's a whole different story, but you know. But you know, here's a quick thing: Does anybody remember a show on Adult Swim called Rain? Oh no, I've never heard of that. Which was about Alexander the Great. They did it. It was like a really good version of the story of Alexander the Great, and it was only on for maybe about six, seven weeks, and then it got pulled. And it was the story of Alexander the Great. Really good to watch. You have to watch. I'm trying to look for it. You got to watch it. But um, it was really well done because they did it like, they almost did like a future version of it. You know, like it didn't look as hokey as let's say some other shows that were on at that time. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, oh, interesting fact. Do you realize that the, uh, original cast of Pokemon was fired and they were replaced with new actors? I did not know that. No. <laughs> Russie Taylor. I, I knew about the R-rated versions and everything, including taking out the tower because of 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Russie Taylor posted on one time and said, I was fired for from Pokemon. They're bringing a new cast in because of the fact that they do not like our voices anymore. So, so they replaced like all these people. I'm like, what the hell? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on here? You know, but um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like you know, we had we had the Japanese game, you know, the Japanese um card game, you know, cartoons. We had the Superman cartoons, come, superhero cartoons come back. We had this alternative animation. We had shows that were dealing with like you know very wacky absurdist humor some of it veering towards dirty humor you know mm-hmm. now where same. do we go from here you know it's got to be something that just really makes people want to just get up in the morning and just watch it and unfortunately i think we've ex- exhausted a lot of that 
which is a shame because we could really learn a lot if we went the extra mile and just had something witty and do background checks, make sure none of these writers are just creepy, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to have somebody writing about, you know, uh, you know, yeah, we don't want a Dave Schneider situation. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. Was that true? Uh, what I've heard, it's true was, enough. It's true. So that that's who I was thinking at the start. <laughs> Drew Snyder. The guy who was the heavy set guy on head of the class, right? That's the one. Something like that. Yeah. Oh my God, I can, I remember him doing like, uh. He was in head of the class, but I remember him doing like Keenan and Kel, yes, and all that. And now they're saying he was like a pedo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that that's the Snyder guy. Yes, that's the one. He, he was the one who was like, they're like, we'll work with you from afar, but we're not going to give you any money for any of this because creep. Yeah, um, heavily into feet. <laughs> oh, he was Tarantino. Yeah. Oh God. Tarantino oh. in the cartoon, but oh man. I want them. You know what I'd love for them to do a cartoon of? Kill Bill. Ooh. Oh. We thought we thought, we thought I thought about like great cartoons they could do. And give me that live action Afro Samurai movie that Sam Jackson yeah. keeps teasing. He's getting old. He's getting up there, fellas. We need him. But I thought about the. You know, it was a great cartoon. That I swear to this day, I have watched it, and I swear it's one of the most memorable cartoons ever. The Boondocks. Oh yes. yes, the Boondocks. I when Atlanta came Boondocks. out, I was like, "They've already made fun of this on freaking Boondocks, on Stardom and the rap scene." That that woke me. I mean, that that mentally got me thinking about a lot of the things Aaron Magruder was talking about, you know, with the whole culture and everything like that. The the R the R Kelly trial one was. I literally was like, R Kelly one was funny. Um, fuck you, fuck your life, fuck everything about you. <laughs> I love I love the one stink meaner. The old guy who like, you know, it's stink meaner, stink meaner comes back from hell, you know. Um because mm-hmm. they did that with uh they were like redoing like, you know, a movie was it? Uh where the guy gets possessed by the the, the old school gangster. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Petey Wheatstraw? Like no, no, not Petey Wheatstraw. No, no, It was no. like, almost like a semi-tribute to Tells from the Hood. <laughs> Just making them all be No, it was in the 70s. It was in the 70s, fuck. It uh, wasn't the Mac. I'm thinking of the one I'm thinking of. Um, uh, shoot, what was it? I'll have to look it up. But it was like a it was like a thing where, you know, the guy gets possessed by, you know, stink meaner. And then I love the one when they were in prison. <laughs> and like you know it's it's their neighbor who's Mr. Upper and he beats the crap out of the guy with a bar of soap oh you yeah know, it, was just, it was all these great things and like making fun like, of all these different cliches and stereotypes about society but the thing I love the most is they did one episode where they did a thing where, where grandpa the grandpa played by Jimmy Witherspoon who I miss dearly to this day opens a restaurant called the Luther the Luther Burger <laughs> have you ever heard this story? supposedly it's a story that i've heard luther vandross was hungry one night and he basically went to a place and said look i, I want a hamburger i want a double cheeseburger so they didn't have any rolls so they got a crispy cream donut right 
They got a Krispy Kreme donut, cut it in half. It was two hamburger patties, two pieces of cheese, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise or something on it, right? <laughs> and he, he creates a sandwich called the Luther Burger. Meanwhile, the one kid, uh, the kid who's like not not Riley, the other one, um, the kid who's the kid who's not the kid who's not the gangster, like the kid who's like smart, yeah, is like reading like you know, yeah, yeah, so he's reading from like Soul Food. He's like going. You know, the grandma, you know, the grandma didn't get sick. No, the grandma lost her leg in soul food, you know, and then she died of a heart attack. Yeah. He's like, he's, re he's reading like Elijah Muhammad's, you know, the diet for a small planet, you know, all that stuff. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, he opens this restaurant and the restaurant gets this, all this business, right? And then mm -hmm. what happens is people start like, like having these diabetic attacks called the itis, <laughs> the term, which is a term for something I don't want to say. No, he names the restaurant the itis, all right? So because if people start like like getting addicted to this Luther burger that he has yes. and they start like robbing places and like these are like upstanding citizens and he closes the store down. Meanwhile he gets sued for like heart attacks, diabetes. <laughs> I mean it's just you know, he Yeah, puts, he's making fun of he, all these addicting foods and yeah, trends and well, the thing I love is like he puts beds in the restaurant because people are so sugar shocked. They're like they're sleeping and like people are eating more and sleeping. So like people are staying like you know missing days from work. They're getting fired. You know they're losing their houses and all this shit. It's one of the I think it's one of the funniest episodes I've ever seen. You know, mm -hmm. and it got you know it was like really good to watch. It was smart writing. You know, back when they could be smart, and it just seemed like after a while everyone just wanted to again. Like I say, imitate South Park and yeah, but not put any thought into it. Uh, like there were some that just got out of. Uh, uh, okay, so two more before we go. I know the Rune Stimpy guys. They created like with Stanley Stripperella. I see parts of that. I was just like, that's mm -hmm. outrageous. But then there was another one, um, Tripping the Rift. That's what it was. That was like Sci-Fi Channel's answer. To yeah, that. and it's like. Okay, so we don't need Jenny McCarthy. She's kind of an idiot. So we'll, we'll scrap her and get a different voice for the cute hologram gal or whatever. And I just remember seeing parts of it. I'm like, man, sci-fi, pretty ballsy to be doing this. Usually you're playing a modified for TV, you know, movie or yeah. one of your Stargate shows. They're like, no, this, this is interesting because you're trying to be, again, like you say, when, when something like the Boondocks or, again, just any of these other shows that we praised all this time comes along they stick with you because you're like someone took a chance and they allowed all this creative freedom and they we ate it up and we remember it but for the right reason as opposed to uh you know what whatever infamous stupid thing i saw on a nintendo channel one night you know it's just it's it sticks with you because you're just like you want some of that creative freedom back and yet again you know people are complaining about how they got to sign up for all these streaming platforms it's like because Otherwise, the show you signed up for is going to get canceled. It just the ratings are not there. They are not. They're slowly adjusting, and people are now basically. It seems like everyone has to come out with like a Bob's Burgers knockoff cartoon show, or yeah. in live action. Basically, it has to be just some other. I don't know. <laughs> take on Breaking Bad, but so it's like yeah, it, people are have all this creativity and. If it has to be people come up with something that they messed around with in Adobe Paint and put it on YouTube, that's basically where you're going to find something cool now if, in web series form.
and that's a, and that's the big reason why animation uh, is not going to go anywhere because you're always going to find people who are looking at it's the so much easier too <laughs> yeah and looking at the current situation saying this sucks let me let me i can do something better and then before you know it you've got you're going to get something that's going to be virally popular that's how undercover brother became a, a major major motion picture yeah the, it was an internet cartoon exactly and even even if 99 percent of the stuff that's being cranked out sucks it's a lot better than the stuff that's actually being mass produced yeah right because then if people keep watching they take it oh they like it it's like not necessarily they're just kind of they could literally just be on just because people on the crew watched it or what have you. People have a TV on. doesn't mean we actually wanted to see it. There's plenty of stuff that lasts for 10 years, and you're like, how the fuck was yeah. that on for 10, you know, a decade? And it's like someone watched well, it. it. Was very, well, it was very popular in the Coma Ward. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, everyone's leads, that lead star's cousins all watched it. That probably helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just bizarre you, you look at some of these other ones and you're like ah, it, it lost me after that season i don't know why it was on for five more years and uh, again everything's oversaturated like you say yeah well it's like it's like with a cartoon at least you can you know you you come out you go in a different direction you have that thing where it's you know you know you have writers and the writers are coming up and and you can work with voices and you don't have to worry about filming a scene where you know this goes wrong or that goes wrong or something like that you know we're and it you doesn't know, match lot, up i can change the yeah. template or 3d style yeah. <laughs> and the thing is like with me it's like one of the greatest shows of all time animated was the flintstones right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they never they never really i mean they kind of lost it the last season you know and mark rock and stony curtis you know but um but you know, it, it was great to watch. You know, it was great to watch. And you had, you know, and, and then you go into, you know, you go to stuff like nowadays. You've got Family Guy. You still got The Simpsons on after thirty-five, almost thirty-five years. You've got, you know, American Dad. Yes. You know, which is I think a great show. You had the Cleveland Show, which I thought was really good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You know, Bob's Burgers. That's going to be a movie coming out soon. Yeah, uh, that that'll be on till the end of time. <laughs> yeah, um, they Archer's I still remember, here. Archer's still here. South Park there will was, always be around. South Park will always be around, but I think South Park's kind of like, you know, they they, they kind of like, uh, I don't want to say screw the pooch, but well, they did technically. I mean, you know, they did. They've kind of thrown a lot of things that, like you know, you know the this, you know, uh, you know the Family Guy and stuff like that, because they're not as. I don't want to say they're still controversial. They still got the core audience, but they're not as controversial as like some other cartoons are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still good. I've watched I've watched some highlights of some new shows, and they're like just hilarious. Like I loved when Terrence Phillip. Um, <laughs> and the the prince the was the one the princess of canada gets abducted yeah yes and like right. and here comes the queen here comes the queen of canada she quips <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like the, the the it's like the royal wedding and like you know she's now she's now pulling his arms off pulling his arms off and now she's going to 
stuff his arm up his ass. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a great day in Canada. <laughs> you know, it was it was just I, I, I watched it and I was like, I was my my wife is she's like, what the hell are you laughing at? I'm like, you have to watch this to like get it, you know. <laughs> so um, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to lose their their momentum you know the day the simpsons goes off the air i think we're going to have enough cartoons to watch us for about watch it for about maybe 20 years and they will have already been replaced by like 500 tasteless cartoons so yeah i mean they tried doing a napoleon dynamite cartoon that Ooh, man yeah they did that they did that one what was that one Bra- brackleberry whatever it was called uh, Brickle, uh brickleberry yeah brickleberry. that was yeah. bizarre yeah that was bizarre that failed um, you know, there's, there's just, you know, there was one show called, uh, God, the Devil and Bob. <laughs> which, oh, no, man. Oh, I'm sorry to keep you awake. I no, that's fine. I remember that one because it was, yeah. it was just like, was it on MTV or Cartoon Network? It was on NBC. It was on NBC. Ooh. NBC gave it the green light. How did and it was, get away with that stuff? It was French Stewart. French Stewart played the devil, and James Gardner played God. Oh, do you remember Father of the Pride? Where Drew yes. did a TV fourteen yeah. cartoon, and everyone yeah. was so offended. You're like, oh, this donkey from Shrek just showed up, but they just said some not inappropriate language. Oh, well, well, what happened with that was that the reason that got pulled is because Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What? You didn't know that? Of Sigmund Freud? Sig- of Siegfried Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. Like, yeah, yeah. That Siegfried were... and Roy. Yeah. Wow. Hello, Siegfried. Hello, Roy. Um, the, the, the lions were supposed to be lions for Siegfried and Roy. Wow. And when Roy, what you call it, got his head almost mauled off, um, they they pulled Father of the Pride. Ooh. Yeah. Political so, pressure. Yeah. yeah. Opposed to jugular pressure, which is what Roy needed. Um, <laughs> oh, <whoa>. Terrible. <laughs> Did it ever get released um, on DVD or was it just too controversial? Roy, it was, I think, I think they released it on DVD. I think it was just like, okay, kick it out on DVD, whatever we got on there. Just the only thing out. we got left since everything's been censored now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just waiting for them to like, you know, put out a mega box for Super Friends, which me and Tom would buy in a heartbeat. Give it time. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's only going to take 900 more signatures. Um, and DVD. and I'd have to say that if that DVC uh, set has to come, all the DVDs have to come in a box shaped like the Hall of Justice. Yes, Ooh. yes. You open it up. When you open it up, you have the original core four figures. That'll be the silver case. <laughs> yeah, that'll be yeah, the silver. Silver. And you open it up and you hear that shoosh, like with those the starbursts they had. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And you and press the button, you hear, meanwhile, back of the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Both the Ted Knight version and the later version. In the William Wyndham version, yeah. Um, 
Somebody, somebody broke the Meanwhile, back in the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, the Hall of Justice. Um, somebody brought up a really funny idea. They said, why don't you do a ca- cartoon of Nosferatu? That would be fun to do. Nosferatu, they've done a few different animated versions of Dante's Inferno, but they should do, I don't know. They, I feel like Dr. Caligari, Metropolis. Mm, um, I'm listening. Uh, let's see what else. Faust. I feel like um, they should do something of the... I don't know if you ever saw El Super Bisto, the world of Super El Bisto, which was like yes, a lot of yes. It'd be funny if they did something like that, where it's like, just have Alice Cooper's Hall of Terror or some shit. Just have some rock star sponsor some random excuse to have various comedians playing demented and <laughs> demons. I don't know. I could see Bill Burr doing a demon. Uh, Bill Burr would totally do it. I'm sure Jack Black will sneak in a Tenacious D cameo and they fight the devil with rock and roll. <laughs> Get Daniel Tosh to do something. Daniel Tosh. And- Daniel <laughs> Tosh. What has he been up to lately? I know he was like one of the minds behind Brickleberry. But- you can do Dane Cook, but he's just in the background waving with a sign saying, I'm just here. Uh, thank God I'm just getting paid five bucks to hold this sign. And then he walks and, out. There you go. And his roommate is John Cena because he's invisible. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, I did see Dane Cook one time. Did you really? I, you know, I did run it. I did run it. Yeah, he was parking my car outside a restaurant. He was a and, ballet uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that guy. That, oh, yeah. Is he just I saw, I saw, and over the top in person? <laughs> oh I, no, I just I I my my ex wife saw him one time. She was up in Boston visiting friends. She's oh, I saw Dane Cook. I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't care. You know. <laughs> He rips off more material than Milton Berle, you know. Um, <laughs> Milton Berle and um, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Uh, who's the guy who stole from freaking Carlos Mencia? Oh, yeah, Carlos, Carlos Mencia took from yeah Don Hicks. And, yeah. Well, what was it? Um, no, 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 no. It was Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Dennis Leary ripped off Bill Hicks. Yeah. Okay. And somebody called him out one time. He says, yeah, I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm just being the angry guy on stage. But um, I know this is getting off what we were talking about. At least about, Larry but, did it a few times as opposed to all the time. <laughs> but Mencia one time got on stage. And I think it was um, not Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan got on stage and started calling him out. Right. Which is so and wild. Joe Rogan's basically stolen... Howard Stern's thunder is just put crazy people on the air and ask them stupid loaded <laughs> questions. So you drink antifreeze? No, no, no. Right. Would you like to? Do you, do you want to get high? Let's get high. Yeah. And talk uh, about fitness. Uh, my father actually met David Asprey, the fitness guru in person. It's like, yeah, it's so wild how Rogan was going to form a partnership and then was like, oh, Asprey, he's a witch doctor. It's like, just because he doesn't agree with your take on fitness and he knows what he's talking about? What the fuck, Rogan? I'm surprised uh, Joe Rogan didn't get on the whole make an animated cartoon version of yourself with your fart buddies. You know? uh, I'm surprised. I, re- I got it. I got something here. I'm going to do my I'm gonna do my Jeff Goldblum voice because I think oh, it's going to be oh, really oh, good. Oh. Tom goes to the mayor, gonna- too. Oh, oh, oh. 
we're gonna here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a, a remake of Hulk running. Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, but we're gonna use MMA and put Joe Rogan in there. Let's go it's faster. I think it's going to suck horribly. Must suck faster. <laughs> must, 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 must. I oh. I never I never knew they I never had critics you know, critic about Joe Rogan's MMA cartoon. It broke the laws of physics. I've never seen something suck and blow at the same time. Oh. Um, Meanwhile, at the Halls of Justice, Joe Rogan... Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. (laughs) Kramer, what's going on, Kramer? Kramer, I've taken LSD and have little people on my hands. Oh, I would totally see that. Oh, (laughs) Jerry. If it could be South Park, presented by Jeff Goldblum, with an animated version of Seinfeld characters with... Uh, Justice League announcers that I would so see it. I would, that would be amazing. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Jerry's apartment. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Jerry. Larry. I've just become so crushed some stamps. They were soaked in something. Have you taken them? Newman, Newman, oh. help me. Help me, Newman. <laughs> oh, there you go. Newman is actually Lex Luthor. Oh, God, I could see that. <laughs> Elaine must turn into Wonder Woman, but first she has to challenge him to a dance-off. Um... Here's here's the great thing about South Park that the one time they did a Christmas episode, Malcolm McDowell did the did the uh, right. on it. That was and part of their just, jokes. Take take famous actors yeah. and have them do random cameos like George Clooney plays the voice of Stan's dog and Natasha yeah. Henstridge from who was the species chick at that time just played random sexy girlfriend at a party. <laughs> My favorite was Family Guy having, and now we present a famous actor reading Vogue, and it's Derek Jeffy going, crap, crap. <laughs> He's like ripping up, crap, all <laughs> oh, crap, crap, crap. <laughs> a table of contents. I mean, it was just so good. And they that had Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen plays Dewey's psychiatrist. Oh yes. <laughs> that was inspired casting right there. And they had Peter Riegert on as uh, the the Jewish guy that helps Peter. Mm-hmm. They had uh, oh, God, who was the voice of Superman in like the first Family Guy cartoon I ever saw, where he's in hell uh, for soliciting prostitutes or something, and he's in a card game with some random other guys. No, no, I don't remember that. You ever seen that one where like Peter wakes up in hell, or it's either Stewie or Peter wakes up in hell, and he just finds Superman just randomly with some other guys at a bar in hell. My favorite was uh, my favorite was uh, <laughs> they're playing they're playing uh, they're playing poker at the hall. Just Peter's dressed up as super said, "Okay, Wonder Woman, you gotta take your top off." Hey, hey, wait, wait, Robin, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, so, yeah, cartoons won't die. No. Cartoons will never die, you know. Video games might. Video games might, but you know what I think is going to happen one day? We're going to go back to 8-bit. Yeah, that would yeah. be interesting. We go back to 8-bit, yeah. 16-bit, you know, because... Yeah. Because to me, the video game market now has gotten so big and so out of hand. We got to go back to where it was, like you know, with Duke, you know, with like Doom and you know, Tecmo Bowl and you know, all those yeah. games that are growing up. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 some 
Yeah, I'll tell you, some of the best games that are being put out right now are, are indie titles. They're hearkening back to the 16-bit days. Um, there's one I downloaded for my PS4. Um, you have a PS4? I have a PS5. I have a PS3. I'm behind the times. <laughs> I have a PS2 uh, from 2001. It still works. Right. Hey, if it works and it brings you joy, do it. Yeah, yeah. I love The point is I, that the, the animation on that is very much 16 bit. Oh. And it, it's like, and it, but it, it plays amazingly well. It's still complex, it still has things you can do um but at the end of the day um like you like i said you're seeing any developers starting to get into that and not not going for the more photorealistic stuff. i miss the days when they would put in easter eggs or the fact that you could put these games in a cd player and it would play the whole isolated music score <laughs> <laughs> well here's what still there yeah not okay. dead yet <laughs> yeah, yeah okay okay so here's what gets me is like you know yeah it's like i i i don't mind having like cut scenes i don't want to I, I just want to have a video you know that's what's going to happen we're going to it's all going to go back to the basics again if you're going to do a cut scene make it be funny yeah you got it this is what's going to happen you're going to have these cut these you know cartoons are going to go back to the basics again it's probably going to be cell animation again you know because people can, you can do a lot more with computers and cell animation. You can mix it up and whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, all this stuff's never going to go away. All this stuff's going to disappear unless, you know, some people have their way, you know. Unless. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, man. Cartoons. Cartoons are, are going to be forever, you know. For now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless an EMP bomb yeah. wipes us out, then it's going to go to the internet and people are going to try and find ways to talk shit. <laughs> but then we'll just do it on cave, uh, on the walls of a different building. We'll do like it that. live. And then the cycle begins again. <laughs> the cycle continues. Dun. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.